Gamecock fans, welcome home. See how it goes, uh, but we'll be ready to go. It's time to root. Touchdown, Carolina! It's gone! Touchdown! What a hit! He makes it in! Can you believe it? Gamecocks have won this game! You are your hosts, J.C. Sherbert. I'll watch him celebrate now! Bill Molinax. My wife doesn't like hanging around losing. And Jamie Bradford. I'm going to tell you, you look like you joined the Dynasty. Greetings and good morning and welcome aboard Inside the Gamecocks, the show live from the Signorama Studios, the preferred sign partner of Gamecock Athletics. We are here until one o'clock today, J.C. Sherbert, Phil Molinax and me, J.B. In between now and then, we will be joined by both Mike Morgan of ESPN and the SEC Network and Westwood One, Fox. Valley, pretty much everybody out there, kind of like Debbie Antonelli. They've got contracts all over America. And Brad Crawford coming up here in less than a half hour uh, with 24-7 Sports. Certainly plenty of football to get into uh, with him. The Gamecocks are on the diamond tonight. They've got the Citadel here, if you see my backdrop, just over that Ashley River Bridge. And to the left of it is Joe Riley Park, and that is where the dogs and the Gamecocks, weather permitting, will be playing uh, we will know by uh, 1 o'clock if they can this thing because of weather. At least that's what I was told this morning. So if anything is passed along to me, it'll be passed along to you. If you're planning to go to the ball game tonight, it's a 7 o'clock first uh, pitch. So the Final Four is set. Last night, they're back. The Lady Gamecocks get it done again. It was a, it was a battle for a while against Maryland. But women's basketball got the matchup that they want on Friday night with Iowa and South Carolina set to go. Caitlin Clark, Aaliyah Boston, and all of the stars that surround her uh, at uh, South Carolina. Of course, Dawn Staley is the leading star of that program. But it is a women's Final Four this weekend where the stars will be out. Elizabeth Kitley led Virginia Tech to a victory last night, so they're in. They've got LSU on Friday at 7 o'clock, and Iowa and South Carolina are set to go at 9 o'clock. I'm not sure if that's official, but that's what the schedule that has been laid out has. So you've got Caitlin Clark, Aaliyah Boston, Angel Reese, Elizabeth Kitley. The stars in women's basketball are going to be uh, this weekend uh, playing in Dallas for a chance at the national championship. We've got Kim Mulkey. We've got Don Staley and so on and so forth. So that's set in addition to what's going to happen with the men. It's a great weekend. I like how they're doing this. Uh, the ladies lead it off on Friday. The men play on Saturday. The women's national championship on Sunday. And then the men's will go on Monday. So you got four straight days of, of great ball on the hardwood. 
but two entirely different Final Four fields, obviously, as it has been proven. So we're going to talk about all that today. I'm not sure if anybody's heard the amount of money that Otani's going to make this year, but it is a big league record. That is a little nugget we want to make sure we pass along. And we hope that all of you will continue to chime in on the Nanosports chat box and be a part of our program. I can't, I'm can't. i excited to get Mike in, guys, because this is the perfect time of year for Mike Morgan. Uh, yeah, we're in the middle of spring football, but we're now in the thick of it in SEC baseball. He knows the league inside and out. He knows basketball inside and out, so he's probably got a lot of thoughts to pass along to us, and we certainly look forward to that. With that said, Mickey Mouse is back. Hey, JC. I spent an hour and a half talking to Mike Morgan and Tim Brando yesterday and uh, was kind of late getting in here today because uh, Mike and I recorded something with Matt Chernoff uh, from 680 The Fan in Atlanta uh, for the JC Morgan podcast. So I've caught up with Mike plenty. I may go get a beer while you guys are talking to him. Okay. Nah, just kidding. Yeah, that's fine. I'm teasing. I, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, great. Always great to have Mike on. And we have some people uh, that follow our show that have always requested him. Um, you know, and I, I've, I've not. We hadn't had him on. Phil and I didn't have him on. I think once, uh, but now that you're here and uh, all that, it, you know, it's it's a it's a little bit. Uh, I, I don't know. Uh, we can fulfill those um, obligations a little bit easier. So, um, well, just JC, you and I, I'm with you. You go get a beer. I'll go grab myself a vodka cranberry, and we'll let Phil and Mike chop it up. Yeah, well, we we never did that St. Patrick's Day episode we were talking about. We, sure, we were like Modillos while you go drink whatever it is y'all are drinking. <laughs> hey, Mike likes Modillo too, so that's perfect. That's his uh, that's his beer. So that's that's Mikey's beer. But uh, yeah, great to have him on. Looking forward to catching up with Brad Crawford today. Uh, don't forget the the mental edge. We bumped it again, but it'll return uh, sometime uh, here this week. So we just. Uh, We've been kind of running up against it on Tuesdays. Tuesdays have been kind of an interesting day uh, here on the show because uh, it's a good day to get some different guests in. Um, and uh, so we're going to – the middle edge, don't forget, we will have uh, Sawyer back. Um, I watched a lot of the ladies' game last night. Um, I know the Maryland fans. Uh, and, and Maryland, South Carolina has developed into an internet rivalry because of football recruiting and their mm-hmm. fans talking. And we, we have a large Maryland site probably the biggest Maryland site on 24-7 sports. And so the Big Spur folks and the Maryland inside MD sports folks, they're going back and forth. And, I mean, it can't feel good when four of the top players in your area, including a five-star and two four-stars and a high three that you really need, all bolt for South Carolina, down I-95 to South Carolina, right, uh, if you're Maryland. Uh, and it can't feel good to take that L last night when – you know, your coach was just, you know, talking major smack <laughs> at the beginning of the game. I'm sick of hearing how they rebounded and play defense. You guys go play Maryland basketball. Well, Maryland basketball got you beat by 25, uh, and, and you gave it your absolute best shot last night. South Carolina uh, did not play well early, uh, but then played t- play pretty good at the end. You know, I, I, there's no complaints. Uh, and you still got blown out. Uh, you were down 20 late. Uh, in garbage time, you cut it back to whatever the final margin was. I think it was 11 or 14 or something like that. And the game guys are going to the final four. So, you know, I, I, it, it, uh, it it's good to be on top sometimes, I think, if you're Dawn Staley uh, in her group. So very uh, excited for them. Uh, Bigspur.com. we're sending Ryan Bethay out to cover it. So we'll have complete coverage from Dallas. 
uh, for all the festivities this weekend and all that good stuff. And look, man, women's basketball, it's, it's probably not as popular as men's basketball, baseball, football, uh, in the grand scheme of things, but it is a major sport. I mean, it, it, you know, they don't, you don't have a network like ESPN televising the whole tournament in tennis or golf, uh, collegiately. Uh, so it is a major sport and you take as many national championships as you can get in those major sports. And I think that, uh, having a historic run like this for South Carolina, uh, as a university, as an athletic department, um, it's special anytime that it happens and, and with this, the, the good things that are happening on the diamond and on the gridiron right now, uh, it's just a, another a cherry on the Gamecock Sunday, if you will. And uh, Like I've told a lot of people lately, man, it's been a, it's it been a rough 10 years. And so I, I think everybody around here is due a little bit of uh, joy. Uh, you know, Beamer says find some joy. Well, well here it is. So um, th- that's a good, a good one for the ladies that made it even sweeter that, they did it against the Turks <laughs> for a number of reasons. Yeah. Well, and Phil, you know, I, I'll, I'll, I'll say this. Hats off to Maryland. They shot 50% from the floor last night, which is better than anybody's been able to do. They they almost, regardless of the points and garbage time at the end there, uh, almost doubled up South Carolina on the amount of points that they allow per game. Um, Debbie Antonelli last night mentioned multiple times that uh, Carolina's got the, the best defense in the history of women's basketball. Check the check the numbers, um, and and so I, I you know I want to make sure we hat tip to Maryland. I thought overall, um, Phil, I, I thought the officiating was subpar at best. Um, I I get it, like when you've got a team like there's nobody in the country that's more physical than Carolina because of their size, right? They're six four, six seven, you know, they're all really 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 tall, really big, and um, so when they're down in the paint and you're double and triple and sometimes quadruple teaming these, these, these ladies, they're, they're down there getting hacked. And a lot of those calls aren't being made. I don't even know as an official, if you can make that call every single time, but then they turn around and call some petty stuff here and there. And a lot of it went against Maryland last night. And I didn't think they were on behalf of Maryland. I, I thought they were terrible calls. Um, I just don't know that some of the, some of these officials anymore know what to do when it gets really physical in the women's game, especially where you see it most when South Carolina's on the floor. No, I think, and you saw it during the Miami LSU game too, uh, for those of us that watched it. I mean, it it just, when the paint gets clogged up like that, there's always going to be something, but that's, you know what, JB, that's basketball. I mean, there's always stuff going on under the hoop, you know, that is going to either get seen and not called or unseen. Um, but it's it doesn't happen, I think, with a high enough frequency that you can say it changed the outcome of the game. Uh, because hey, you know, <laughs> I hate to I hate to let everybody know, but defense and rebounds wins championships. That's just the way it goes. <laughs> and yeah. if you want to win, you're going to have to play physical. It goes back. Uh, think about the Mulkey Baylor teams. If you don't think those teams were playing physical and, you know, really got after it with people like Brittany Griner and things like that, and you're crazy, you know, but uh, yeah, this isn't anything new. Uh, the bigger, stronger team generally wins out here later in the tournaments, and they're going to play a brand of basketball that wins under Don Staley, which is rebounds and defense first. Well, they and <laughs> they out-rebounded them, guys. Uh, the, the numbers there, forty-eight to twenty-six. I mean, Carolina was dominant once again on the boards. And, and to your point, 
Like you, if you want to beat South Carolina, if you want to beat them, it all has to go right. Like you're not going to get lucky and beat the Gamecocks. You're just not. Like everything has to go right. You you have to shoot it like they shot it, which is great. But you also have to stay out of foul trouble. And we all knew going into the game, if you had paid attention at all, Maryland didn't have the depth. Uh, they had the players, just didn't have the depth. And and that showed. And you got to be able to rebound. And um, and you got to be able to stop South Carolina from scoring down low. Well, they couldn't do that. Even as many, how many how many layups did they did Carolina miss? Probably twenty. Hold on, so, let me check Twitter. Okay, all right. No, it was at least yeah. twenty. <laughs> all right. So and and they were sixteen of what twenty six from the from the foul line. Okay, so better those yeah, numbers by four. Mm. Yeah, better those numbers by you hit four four more free throws, and you only missed sixteen layups. That's twelve points. They won by eleven. They would have won by over twenty. So like you, it, it it seems impossible to beat them. With that said, I think the best opportunity for anybody to beat them is going to come up on Friday night, um, because they're gonna they're gonna have to guard the entire floor with Iowa and, and Caitlin Clark. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that's gonna be that's the matchup everybody's waiting on too, right? Caitlin mm-hmm. Clark versus they Aaliyah want. Boston. I mean, can't you argue that this is the biggest matchup in basketball this weekend? It is from a, a storyline perspective, for sure. Uh, I yeah. mean, everybody's you know, wanted this for two years. They wanted this, yeah, last exactly. Year. Yeah, they wanted it last year, and it didn't happen. Somebody ended up knocking Iowa out, and we didn't get that matchup. So now we we all get to see what what uh, you know, Caitlin Clark v. Aaliyah Boston looks like. I think, and even still, I, I stand by Caitlin Clark is is like the flashy, splashiest player, but I still think Aaliyah is the best all around player. Yeah, I, exactly. I, it's it's a. It's a healthy, fun argument to have, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, people want to talk about that. Um, I don't blame them. It's a, it's it's fair, fair enough. That's what we're here for. They're two different players, though. They're two mm-hmm. different players. Um, who's the national player of the year? W- would South Carolina be here without Aaliyah Boston? Would Caitlin? Would Iowa? We know Iowa wouldn't be here without Caitlin Clark. We know that. Would South Carolina be here without Aaliyah Boston? Most people would jump on me if I said yes. I but I don't know that the answer is I don't know that the answer is no either. They're just so good. Yeah, I mean, they're deep too. I mean, you know, they're bringing kids off the bench that are, you know, going to be talked about here, like we're talking about these starting five girls now. Uh, you know, in four years, so it's tough. I mean, she's built a program. I mean, that's yeah. just where they are. You're everybody is chasing South Carolina and Dawn Staley's program right now. So let them talk their junk and and you know. Prove it on the court. Well, yeah, and, 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 J, and JC, you know, kind of to make my point, um, again, I hat tip to Maryland because they, they really fought their rear ends off. And they came, I, that, that's what I thought was going to happen early in the game. I thought they were going to come out and play lights out for the most part. And they did. They played They played really tough basketball. They also, in two games this year against South Carolina, gave up 167 points. So they have no answers to stop them. And between those two games, Carolina's probably left over 40 points on the floor. So, I mean, you know, like, they could have averaged 100 points a game both times had they just hit the bunnies in the free throws. So, yeah, hats off to South Carolina. 36 wins. It's a program record. That will mean nothing to this team unless they win uh, the, the national championship. And hats off to Aaliyah. 82nd career double-double after the 22-10 and 10 last night. It's just another monster night. Absolutely. Yeah, and you could tell Maryland was just gassed. I mean, you, know, yeah. you talk about depth. Maryland at the end, they were – they get a little tired, and uh, you know the matchup with Iowa is going to be interesting. And I, I tend to think 
sometimes when you have a player, like a, a great player on a team versus a great team, uh, that great player ends up having like the career worst game, right? I'll go back to like church basketball, sixth grade, Spartanburg First Baptist. I was at the height I am now, all conference, like Kareem Abdul-Jabbar of the league, right? And my teammates were okay. A lot of them were younger, like fifth graders. Um, and we went up against First Presbyterian and uh, my former neighbor, Jimmy Zuber, and they had a bunch of older guys that could shoot. And, you know, and we hadn't played them uh, before. They were in the other division, but we played for the championship. Well, they shut me down and beat us by about 20 for the church league championship. And uh, I see that happen. You saw it happen with Michael Jordan and the Bulls uh, to take it to another extreme uh, in the 80s when they played teams like the Pistons. You know, they get run out or the Celtics. They get run out. It wasn't until they added other pieces like Scotty and Kukoc and all that. So, I mean, how many national championships did Shaq win at LSU? How many Final Fours? None. Mm-hmm. None is the answer. Kentucky beat them like a drunk because Kentucky had the better team. So, you know, I think in women's basketball, if you do have that great player and just a decent supporting cast, it's it's it, it's it's easier to get there than maybe the men's game. But still, I, I wouldn't be surprised at all if if Caitlin Clark has a disaster of a bat ball game and the Gamecocks beat the the Golden Black Hawkeyes going away badly. Well, it's put funny. LSU and Virginia, LSU and to a lesser extent Virginia Tech. LSU concerns me. And, and, and even Kim Mulkey continue saying things like, oh, the champion's already there. That concerns me. They can match up athletically. They didn't have a good game in Columbia. The, the, the haven't played anybody thing, the excuse that everybody's talked about them all year, that's out the window. They won a regional. They're in the Final Four. Yep. I'll that agree. game would concern me. That concerns me. Uh, it, funny enough, if you and I know we got to hit a timeout, but if you want to learn a little bit how to slow, you're not going to stop completely, Caitlin Clark. I don't think. If they do, if they do, revert back to Debbie Antonelli last night, right? Uh, because yeah, here you go, greatest defensive team we've ever seen. But but if you want to slow her down, February the 21st, pull the tape. Iowa was at Maryland. It's Maryland. her worst game of the season statistically. Just 18 points on five of 13 shooting, although she was still four of 10 from long range in that ball game. So, um, yeah, we'll see. But uh, five of eight final fours, South Carolina looking for back to back. It's, it's, we're right. If they win this thing, you're talking about the greatest stretch uh, in Gamecock sports history, uh, period, the end as to what they're, um, what they're achieving right now and what they've been achieving under Don Staley over the years. All right. So, Brad Crawford's coming up at 11 30. We'll go ahead and hit it. Do you want to hit a time? What do you want to do, Phil? Do you want to hit a timeout? And- yeah, we need to hit a timeout. Yeah, okay. let's hit one, and then we can hit one leading into Brad. That way we just have the end of the hour to go. Okay. Yeah, so we'll have nine minutes, eight minutes to kind of poo-poo. Or Perfect. All right. Cool. All right, so we'll hit our first timeout. Um, one of the things I'm going to bring up with Mike today, we'll bring it up next. If anybody watched the broadcast of South Carolina, Missouri on Friday night, the ending was putrid as to how the game was called. Uh, so we'll we'll kind of preview part of our conversation with with Mike Morgan uh, up next here on Inside the Gamecocks, the show. 
Family vacations, a new car, a new boat, all cost money, but you don't necessarily have to make more to afford any of that if you can save cash that's flying out the window now. iHelp Consulting can help you finally get the kids to Disney World, upgrade the minivan, or drop that new boat in the water next summer. Let Daniel and iHelp Consulting consult with you. No fees, just savings. You pay them a percentage of those savings. Save on essential services, credit card fees, you name it. Let them find it. These folks are incredible. iHelpConsulting.com. How can I help you? Just as your State Farm agent combines good neighbor service with surprisingly great rates, you can combine your home, auto, life, or small business insurance with Tony Pope State Farm Insurance today. And guess what you'll get? That's right, even more good neighbor service with surprisingly great rates. In fact, Tony Pope State Farm is your go-to agent anywhere in South Carolina, North Carolina, or Georgia for the service you deserve at the price you want. So try combining your home, life, auto, and or small business insurance today. Tony Pope State Farm has been in business for more than 30 years and can handle anything you need in the tri-state area. Once again, Tony Pope State Farm will help you mix and match perfectly. Call 843-851-2222 or visit TonyPope.com today. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. The real estate market has changed dramatically from just a year ago. Rates, supply, demand, All of your traditional factors are in a transition phase. That's why if you or someone you know are considering making a move in the low country, contact me, JB, at Coast to Coast Realty. I work with an outstanding support cast of attorneys, lenders, inspectors, insurance agents, and more, all of whom are valuable in helping find a way for you to comfortably make your real estate decision. That's right. Call me, JB, your low country real estate broadcaster. Traveling to cheer on the Gamecocks? Reserve your hotel stay with Fan Plans. Your booking supports inside the Gamecocks and the Big Spur, plus you still earn your hotel loyalty points. Visit fanplans.com slash inside the Gamecocks. What's up, Gamecock Nation? This is Jakar Moore from the DMV, and you are listening to the show. Welcome back to Inside the Gamecocks, the show, everybody, presented to you by Express Sunrooms in Columbia. Give John Barber and his team a call, 803-446-4662 is how to get in touch with them to set up your no-obligation consulta- no rather consultation about how to turn your backyard into an outdoor retreat. And the first hour of the show is brought to you by Cindy Searfoss and the Coldwell Banker Kane Realty Team here in the upstate. Give Cindy a call at 864-414-5271 talk about how she can help you with your upstate residential real estate needs and guys i gotta jump in and uh wish my father a happy birthday today oh yeah, yeah. it's phil's family birthday week that's right. That's right. phil's family birthday week yeah that's right yesterday was dina today right. dad tomorrow is uh uncle tom and so on and so forth as we move our <laughs> way through the end of birthday is but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uncle tom we don't even know where he is anymore um but, uh, that music for whatever reason got me thinking about my friends from the jamaican bobsled team by the way <laughs> One of the best movies ever. It is can't miss anytime it's on television. Um, so we're gonna get we'll get to this with Mike in a little bit. Friday night was atrocious, and I was at the Patrick Davis show. I went back and watched a lot of the game. I wanted to see Will Sanders, and certainly watched the end of the game and all that type of stuff. Uh, I'm not, I'm not gonna get in necessarily to the conversation of who was calling the game 
you can judge that for yourself. My, my issue is something that Mike told all of us. I know he told me last year, JC, I know you've had these conversations with him. Uh, he said, you don't like the remote broadcast, huh? I said, no, I think they suck because he started during the, the, the pandemic, as we all know. He said, well, get ready. They're not going away. <laughs> so regardless of the talent that, that is calling the game and whether you think they are or are not talented, it's fine. That's that's okay. Like, I think there's some people who think – I mean, I, I think some people are wonderful that others don't like. There's, I've seen people bitching and moaning over Debbie Antonelli. She is a Hall of Famer, and she's been calling basketball games for 25 years. There's a reason why she gets all the big ones, including the men. What happened on Friday night cannot happen. Period. The end. Put them in the booth. Put them in the booth. It's it, it, you. We can argue about whether she's good or not. She ain't gonna be any better, or whoever else in that seat isn't gonna be any better. Calling it from a room in their house. They can't see foul balls. They can't see who's in the bullpen. They can't see who's getting ready to come in the game. They can't see when an error is made. They don't know what's going on. That's a joke. It's a joke. It's a, it's on the SEC network. It's on ESPN and as far up as you want to take it. Because of what? We're saving money? What are we saving? A couple thousand dollars? I mean, come on, man. Like, you want to Probably grow not even that. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, you want to grow the sport and put all these games on TV and you're too freaking cheap to put them in the booth? Put them in the booth. We can argue about the talent once they're there. If they're not any good, get them out. Or tie well, You can hire the- freelancers like local guys to do it. I mean, you can get a Rick. I mean, I don't know if Rick would do it at this point in his career, but you can hire Rick Henry to call the game or you can hire a Just major into- sports, local sportscaster. Tie into the I mean, school's those- broadcast team. Yeah. It ain't gonna be any worse. I'll say it. I thought the the, the female, the, the lady that called it, had nothing to do with being a female, by the way. But she was god awful. I mean, who is she? An intern? I mean, what what qualifies her to call college baseball? Nothing. Nothing. Yeah, I. Uh, you know, and 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 we could probably get into a lot of reasons why she was given the opportunity, but. It's BS. Learn your audience is my, my thing. Learn your audience. Nobody knows their audience anymore. Yeah. It, it's just like it, it's like people are just out there doing whatever the hell they want to do to fill their agenda, yeah, or, sure, or you know either broke. their agenda or, or to, to fit their budget or to just you know it, it's like having the old country buffet and you have no vegetables at all in the buffet or you don't have a carving station or yeast rolls or dessert. And you're just like, well, come, I'm still charging you twelve ninety nine, and yeah. you got to get a fresh plate every time you come back. Well, you know, I, it, 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 it bothers me, and, and, and this is happening a lot, you know, especially in, in some broadcast mediums. And uh, you know, hey, look, let the university generate their own broadcast, like uh, with Kip and, and those guys, if that's what you want to do. Yeah, you I know? agree. Tie, tie into it. It's there. I mean, I'm with yeah. – we're starting to see this now, and I'm glad that guys like Bobby said it and Craig said it. I always have the radio on anyways. I don't care how off it is. I love listening to Derek and Tommy. Yes, they're friends, but more importantly, they're really good at it. So I'd rather listen to them anyways, and so I would encourage people to do that and support game the Gamecock Radio Network. But to your point, there's a reason why Jim Nance makes like $60 million a year. Okay, I'm not saying that Jim Nance should be calling SEC baseball. What I'm saying is there's a reason why there are good play-by-play people and there are bad play-by-play people. And you pay the really good ones because they make the broadcast better. Yeah, so, like, yeah, I was a, 
If you don't want to put them in the booth, then don't broadcast the game. Don't do it. I was in. I was in. I think I texted one of you guys. I was in Florida. We had wrapped up a, a the end of our trip. Obviously, and had some celebratory uh, beverages, lattes, if you will. I'm out by the pool watching the game, and I think I texted Phil or something. I was like, "Who in the hell is this calling the game?" Yeah, unfortunately, I, I thought it was a 12 year old boy for a while. <laughs> I literally felt like you remember Frank Martin had the the kid that was the the, the, the media kid that asked the questions. Uh, I thought that was kind of some kind of program like that, and like I was about to hear, you know, Kip and Stewart and those guys come by. Derek come back. Yeah. I was like, oh, this is just a contest. This little boy won. No, it's just kid president. <laughs> come on, man! No. You can't tell me there's not a local radio person in every I near can't every get the radio where I'm at. I mean, I'm sure I could subscribe. You know, yeah, dude, yeah, come on, man. That anyway, on site. Anyway, you're right. Yeah, I know. And you already have it set up. There's a reason why there's an SEC network plus broadcast and all the games that are not on network TV. Dave is up there and Kip is up there, or Stuart sometimes, or sometimes Drew Meyer. If you if 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 you want to put it on network TV and you don't have the talent to do it, tie into the freaking local broadcast. It won't be any worse than what you're going to put up there instead of that crap. Having and and I'll say this too, and let's let's go to breaks. I know we got to go. If we can argue about whether she's good or bad or whatever, that that to me, that's a fair argument. I'm not saying it's it's not. That's in the left column. In the right column, it is not fair to her or Mike Morgan or anybody else that has to call this from a booth in their house, from a room in their house when you don't even know what could go wrong. Technology. How many how many times do we have issues with technology? They're, they're on a national freaking broadcast, and they're doing it from their bedroom? Give me a break. It's a joke. I don't care how much stuff they tie. I've seen Mike Morgan's studio. I know what all they put in there. But it's not, it doesn't matter. It's not and, fair to them. It's not fair to them. And we'll, we'll ask Mike how hard that is to do. Mike's a pro, though. I mean, Mike's not, hey, I just want a contest or, you know, or whatever. And, and, and you know who it's really disrespectful toward? It, it is not fair to the, the, play, the, the crew or whoever. It's not fair to the fans. I mean, no, that's just like not. saying, we don't really care what you think. Here it is. It's garbage. Uh, you know, uh, it's spitting on the fans, I, I think. I mean, at least, uh, you know, it, it, and, and I'll take it a step further. At least have somebody competent calling it from their bedroom. I mean, my God. Yeah. My God. Well, and and Mike, I mean, she tried hard. Good. She did. And, and Participation Mike, trophy. And Mike will fill in the gaps. We've talked to him about this before. Off the, I've talked to him about it on JB and Goldwater. It is a major challenge because you don't know what's going on. And when you're not very skilled anyways, it's going to make it a thousand times worse. But we'll let him kind of fill in those gaps. All right, Phil. Uh, we'll get a break because um, when we return, Brad Crawford will be here. We'll dive into some football. And inside the Gamecocks, the show. I don't know who you are. I don't know what you want. If you're looking for a karaoke partner, I can tell you, I can't carry a tune in a bucket. But what I do have is a very specific set of skills. Hang up now, and your IT nightmares will continue. But stay on the line, and I will find you. And when I find you, I will fix it. Um, thanks. Uh, I think I have the wrong number. I'm trying to call Matt at Heritage Digital. He has a one price, low cost turnkey solution for all my IT needs. And I'm sick and tired of my IT guy. So yeah, 843-699-1001. This is 1002. Oh, 
Well, thanks anyway. Don't be taken by some IT dude that talks a big game. Give Matt at Heritage Digital a call, 843-699-1001. Gamecock Nation, JB here, and I'm here to tell you about my new favorite painting company, A Couple of Painters. These guys are the best. Gamecock fans and excellent painters and by far the best and easiest quote I've received. They're licensed in both South Carolina and Georgia. They offer 10% off for military, repeat customers, or if you heard it on the show, commercial and residential painting, deck, fence, and cabin staining, cabinet and furniture refinishing. They'll even remove popcorn ceilings and wallpaper, and they offer pressure washing. Find them on Facebook or call 803-522-6832. A couple of painters, proud partners of Inside the Gamecocks, the show. Golfers and wannabe golfers, former Gamecock golfer Meredith Taylor is now a full-time golf instructor in the Midlands of South Carolina. In-person golf lessons are held at the Country Club of Lexington. Half hour, hour, on course nine or 18 holes. And if you're outside of South Carolina, Meredith conducts virtual lessons. Just send in your golf swing for analysis. Gift cards are available for in-person one-hour lessons. Connect on Twitter at Mayor Taylor and find her online at McKellarEnterprises.org. Her email is on the website. Schedule your next lesson today with Meredith Taylor, former Gamecock golfer. You're tuned into Inside the Gamecocks, the show. The sideline is picked off. Brad Edwards will get a convoy. Touchdown, South Carolina. Welcome back, everybody, to Inside the Gamecocks, the show brought to you by Express Sunrooms of Columbia. And, of course, we are joined now on the McKellar Enterprises guest line by none other than Brad Crawford. Brad, we all recognize you as a national football guy at 24-7, but have you been keeping up any with Gamecock baseball this year? Hey, how you guys doing, man? Thanks for the uh, lead-in with Brad Edwards. I'm I'm actually a Fayetteville native just like Brad Edwards was. <laughs> that's that's pretty cool to have that video up. But, yeah, man, Brad's going to make it right. Yeah. Right. Yeah, last, last week I was actually at the East Carolina Campbell baseball game here in Fayetteville, two, yeah. two top 20 teams. And a lot of the pregame buzz was everybody knowing I was a Gamecock fan asking about South Carolina baseball and, man, leading the country in homers right now. So a, a friend of mine, big, big ECU booster, huge ECU baseball fan, was, you know, going into that Mizzou series last weekend, he was telling me, look, this is where we see if South Carolina – is legit or not. You know, they, they beat up on sort of a soft schedule for the first 20 games. Can they sweep Missouri? Two two walk-off wins, a 8-1 to win, I think it was, sandwiched between there. So Gamecocks right now, man, look like a team that might get a top eight seed if this continues. Well, to your to play the math, uh, Brad, if you're 6-0, and if you play 500 baseball the rest of the way in the SEC – and you go five and two in your non-cons that are left, you've got 40 wins, and you've got 18 in the league, that's probably going to get you. If you're not not in as a top 18, you are knocking on the door. You're going to be dang close. 500 baseball. Everybody's Uh, missing, you know, this team waits for the three-run homer. But when you're 23 and two, I mean, can you you just keep waiting? You know, this this team can rake, man. And uh, I think, you know, hiring that new hitting coach, Monty Lee, has really changed the philosophy at the plate. Yeah, they've 
hopefully they keep it going down here tonight uh, against the Citadel where I hate to say it, but um, <clears throat> coughed one up last year. So let's not. Uh, <laughs> that's let's not happened that. a lot before. Yeah, yeah that's, let's, that's, uh, let's uh, not do that. Uh, so so Brad, we well, lost Brad, a lot of these games we've been winning. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Brad, we got a personal uh, nugget here in the Nana Sports chat box. Hello, Brad. My wife works for your mom at Rockfish Elementary. That is awesome, man. Oh. I, I wanted to say too, on on behalf of my mom, my my grandmother passed away last week. My mom's mother, and we had her funeral down in Monk's Corner, not too far from you, man. Um, yeah. On Sunday, and about a third of her employees from Rockfish here in Fayetteville, three hours away, came to that funeral. So wow. just uh, that speaks volumes of not only her employees, but the impact my mom's had on them. Uh, condolences to your family. How how old was your grandmother? Ninety two years old. Ah, what a life! And uh, we, we know where she is now, man. So we're we're celebrating. Absolutely, sure. mm-hmm. that is uh well. Our condolences to your family, and um, and you're right. Uh, Hopefully she's a Gamecock fan, and hopefully oh, she'll yeah. be pulling, pulling them through the next. I don't know. Hey, she was she was anti Dabo, so that that makes her a Gamecock. That's <laughs> <laughs> yeah. a Gamecock wow. enough for us, right? <laughs> All right, uh, JC, take take it. Lead us off. I know you got something on the, on your. Oh topic. yeah, first of all, condolences to your grandmother. I was I was actually in uh, Disney World last week, Brad. I'm jealous, and, man. Uh, Got to ride some the Guardians of the Galaxy and all that. Oh. So it was pretty pretty sweet. That's a heck of a ride, man. Yeah. Uh, so I know next time you get down there, you'll you'll certainly uh, sure. certainly check that one out. But uh, Dollywood next week, actually. So Dollywood, that's up big time. Yeah. I've got uh, uh, July fourth. I'll be in. We're going. We're doing Gatlinburg. The whole thing. We got a cabin and all that. So looking forward to getting down there uh, for that. Yes, we know, Beautiful. Jamie. But you're gonna Maggie go. Valley. You're gonna go when it's like sardines. I mean, it's. I'm sitting in the cabin drinking beer and shooting my BB gun at bears. You do. You do need to go down to Blake Shelton's bar, though. They have musical day. I, I do plan to do that. that. Does look fun. But anyway, yeah, the kids are gonna go do all that because you know it's it's got it's got to be for like a 14 year old kid who's kind of girl crazy. It's probably a target rich environment, don't you think? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would right. think you know. Not, not, that, you know, not that I'm out there scouting the junior high talent, you know. Uh, <laughs> anyway, I, I'm, I'm getting off topic. Uh, Sorry. So uh, I, I wrote an article today about guys that it would be it would be nice if these dot 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 these guys stepped up for the Gamecocks. A lot of them were on defense. Yeah. Uh, you know, I I, I, I think Carolina's got to get better. Obviously, stopping the run that's going to be taught to death all off season and into the season and whatever. Pass rush, though. I, I, I think pass rush has to get better, too. Uh, I think Carolina has done a good job under Clayton White in two years of affecting the passer, but maybe they don't get home as much yeah. um, as they should uh, with actual sacks, tackles for loss, that kind of thing. I know it's been an emphasis, you know. Uh, so so, so you're, you're kind of taking on the defense overall. Then take us through some personnel notes that you may have. Yeah, you're going to see Clayton White. I think bring some more pressure this year. You know, I don't. I don't really know the the pass rush pressure numbers, especially you know blitzing on third down last season. But when you don't have two edge guys who are just guaranteed to get pressure every snap, you're going to have to bring it in in other areas. You know, guys like Mo Kaba, Debo Williams. Those are two linebackers that have to play well this season. We saw Debo in the bowl game just wrecking souls out there, throwing his body against everybody. Really, really playing well late in the year. 
those are two guys got to step up. I think Puff Howard, man, he's going to be a star in the SEC. It might not be as a true freshman, but he's a thumper. The Gamecocks have really missed for a long time at that linebacker spot. And, you know, he's getting bigger, too, in the spring. I mean, he he might wind up playing playing some defensive end. He's, he's such a big guy, but, you know, he's a guy that I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing. And then Nicky Minwari, I think this season as a sophomore, he's going to be a completely different player. You could see a lot last year as a freshman. He was already very instinctive at that safety spot, but maybe he didn't understand, you know, spacing and angles as much. Still led the team in tackles, but he mostly relied on, you know, raw ability and just kind of followed the football. I've been told by, by several coaches on that staff that his technique and footwork is already light years better than it was last season. And I think he's somebody, too, that he's constantly working to get better. And I, I don't think every college football player you can say that about. Some guys are just, you know, if he's coming off a freshman All-American season, what do I have to do to get better? Well, Nick really got bigger, stronger. And he reminds me a lot of Mark Barron. JC, I know you I know you uh, know him, former Bama Oh, yeah. And, and he, he was 6'3", 225. Nick's 6'4", about 230. Both of them have the safety slash linebacker, you know, type, type body. So, Man, if, if he's half the player Mark Barron was in Tuscaloosa, he's going to be a heck of a guy in uh, Columbia the next couple of years. I remember Mark Barron was a, a heck of a running back, too, coming out yeah. of, uh, the, I think, the Mobile area. I, I'm trying to remember if he was Saban's first big class in 08 with Julio and those guys. One, yeah, D. Miller or some of those yeah, guys. Yeah, those guys. Yeah, but he a heck of a player. And, yeah, shoot. To, to, like, like, people want to move guys quickly. It's like, oh, Pup's 242. Let's move him to end. Right. Uh, oh, uh, and, and and people. One of the most one of the most things I question because I mean I, I kind of run it up the, these things up the flagpole like you do. Yeah. Uh, hey, Nick Ibenwari, DQ Smith, they could be linebackers. Absolutely not. Right. Because there's a difference between a guy that outgrows a position and he loses a step, and you're like, okay, well, you need to put your hand down and do this, or you know, you you can't cover as well, so you need to get in the box and play linebacker, and then just a freak that can do it, right? They, and, and I think I think Emin Warre is a freak that can do it, and I think that's what Pup Howard will end up being too. I mean, I, I mean, look, uh, look at what Bama know. did with with Drew Sanders. He was playing out of position at DN. Arkansas yeah. moved him to outside linebacker, and he's a stud, going to be a first round pick. So you don't yeah. necessarily want to take guys out of their comfortable position. And I I think Nick wants to play safety. Yeah, definitely. definitely. Brad, I want to ask you a little bit more of a broad scale question. Uh, not that you know. South Carolina obviously isn't the center of, of what we're discussing around here, but on the on the point of defense and specifically in in the East, as you've gathered information about these teams working their way through spring practice here, what are you hearing? I mean, we always know what Georgia brings to the table, but what does yeah. the rest of the East look like defensively as they're preparing for the season? Yeah, Florida and Kentucky both have serious depth issues at, at certain positions. I think Florida's going to be really good at linebacker, but outs, you know they don't really know who the top two pass rushers are going to be on that team. Secondary's young. Uh, Mark Stoop said last week he doesn't like the way Kentucky is practicing right now. That might just be an early spring practice. You know, let's let's uh, rile some guys up a little bit, have them play harder. But there there's some serious questions, and I think Tennessee. You know, most of the reports coming out about the Vols are strictly based on, you know, Joe Milton taking over for Hennon Hooker at quarterback. But there's some questions there on defense, too. So really outside of Georgia, man, I think there's a lot of 
you know, who's going to be the the next star at basically four teams who are trying to challenge for that second spot in the East. But yeah, getting back to Georgia, I mean, they, they've got, I think, five starters back on defense. And I mean, Kirby, that, that cupboard is just insanely loaded, four, four and five stars on the bench. So that's a, that's a very good question. But I do know, just like Billy Napier, the issues he had last year depth-wise, uh, this could be another six and six type Florida team. Well, that would make some noise. <laughs> That's for sure. And in uh, year three, it definitely would. Yeah. He, yeah, he was. Uh, I thought he was a grand slam hire, right? Uh, yeah. I, is there has there any, been anything surprising? I mean, you, again, we don't know, and and we'll we can ask you this exact same question in August, and your answer probably could be a one eighty because right. there's still a portal period coming up too, uh, and I know that, but these so this is kind of a surface conversation. But, I mean, teams like Missouri, teams like Vanderbilt, who you think at some point in time are going to have to turn the corner defensively, that's one of the reasons they hired Clark Lee. Is there anything that you have that you have uncovered that's been maybe a little bit surprising? And you can stretch that conversation across to the West as well. Yeah, I think Vanderbilt actually has a shot to finish possibly fifth in the East this season ahead of two other teams. I mean, I think Vanderbilt is probably a, a five-win team right now, but but could certainly get to bowl eligibility in Clark Lee's second season. You know, I like A.J. Swan at quarterback, had a really good true freshman year. You know, they, they've got some bodies. They actually lost, I think, their top edge rusher to a knee injury really early during spring. You know, you never want to see that, especially the team that, that lacks depth. And then Florida right now, I think, has two scholarship quarterbacks, man, one including Graham Mertz, the transfer from Wisconsin. So losing Jaden Rashada, you know, the, the high-end four-star quarterback that, Billy Napier signed, and they had that NIL snafu. That really set Florida back, maybe maybe a year or two at quarterback, because Graham Mertz was just supposed to be the bridge guy, you know, to Rashada maybe later on this fall as a uh, late-season freshman. But now that Rashada, I think, signed with Arizona State, Florida does not have its quarterback of the future right now. And when you start projecting teams, I'm, I'm coming out with a story later this week on – how the top 25 is going to look two years from now. I think Florida's a team that's kind of losing steam right now. And like you said in the opening, man, Gator fans are a little bit worried now heading into Napier's second campaign. Yeah, talking to Mike Morgan, uh, and he'll be our guest later on uh, in the second hour, the folks he talks with, they don't know what to think about anything down at Florida right now, basketball included. Um, You know, it – it's one of those situations where, you know, you, you talked about getting rid of Mullen based on recruiting and probably a little personality as well. Yeah. Um, but things, yeah. That guy can coach and he's proven he can coach and he's proven he can evaluate. And if you just look at the numbers, Brad, Florida's not recruiting any better under Napier than they did under Mullen. Top 15. I mean, they're not, they're, they're top, top, they're like between nine and 14 every right. year. And so was Mullen and so was McElwain and, uh, the last the last guy there that recruited in the top five was Will Muschamp, uh, and it was was basically mostly on one side of the ball. But you know he did, and and so I I uh, I think there's I think there's it's nothing against Napier. Uh, I think that job is an interesting job just because yes they're good, yes they're usually one of the most athletic programs or teams in the league year in and year out. They've always got speed, they've always got athletes, but there's something about it, and there's a reason only two guys have ever won big there. And mm-hmm. and this is also the last year of the SEC East as we know it. Mm-hmm. 2024, yep. we're going to see new pods, scheduling, however that that's going to wind up. So 
it's going to be interesting to me to see who South Carolina's permanent rivals are. I know it's been Florida, Georgia, Kentucky. That's kind of been the three that that I've been told. And now I've I've kind of heard some other programs might might get in that mix. So, you know, if if there's a year I think for the Gamecocks to sort of put their foot down and sort of solidify that that second or third place finish in the East, this would be it. So I, let's get back into – I've got a quick uh, – just a quick fun question for you, and then I'll, we'll let you all steal it from here and, and really dive on the Gamecocks here the last few minutes. But, Brad, I just got to throw this at you. I, I don't know if you've written about this yet. I don't think I've seen it. Uh, what do you think the chances of this are? So Missouri, their first four games, South Dakota, M- Middle Tennessee State, Kansas State, Memphis, they're all at home. Two and two. Oh. <laughs> Okay, well, uh, here's so you, all right. So, well, here, here's here's what I was getting at it because then you got Vandy who's got Hawaii, Alabama, A and M, Wake, and UNLV. I was going to ask you what are the chances Missouri and Vanderbilt are four and zero when they meet in Week Five? Uh, that, I actually uh, did write that. That could be a that could be the bowl eligible game right there. And I know there's a <laughs> lot more weeks left of the season, but the winner of that game is going bowling and and will not finish. In the cellar of the division, but but you say you, you Missouri's terrible is what you think. They just I don't I don't know who's going to start at quarterback. You know, uh, Eli does not like Brady Cook all that much. That's why he brought in two transfers. I know they they like I think Sam Horn's the guy that sort of was waiting in the wings, but Cook is hurt this spring. Uh, Luther Burden somehow was not a transfer portal casualty. Um, a lot of us insiders at twenty four seven thought you know he would leave Mizzou this this cycle, but he's back so. And and Drinkwitz just got an extension. I don't I don't understand it. Yeah. Um, that's, that's a that's a team that that's probably uh on a downward slope. South Carolina needs to beat them this year. But uh, I've yeah. said that the last, the last two years. Yeah. Uh, just, uh, don't let them become the next Kentucky. New Kentucky right. Yeah. Yeah. Don't let them become the new Kentucky. Yeah. But uh, it, it, it's and it's harder because you. You sort of like Mark Stoops, you know. Oh, yeah, it's Mark Stoops. You know, people don't necessarily. I like Eli Drinkwitz because I think he's funny. But uh, well, one of those he rubs a lot of people the wrong way. You yeah, know? but one of the one of those two guys we I think we figured out last week, uh, Phil is the is the guy that Shane said he wanted to punch in the face. Yeah. Got to be one of the two. Fellas. It's got yeah. We narrowed it down to those two. Yeah, yeah. It makes the logical sense. That's right. <laughs> Good God. Well, bringing uh, it back home to South Carolina, Brad. What you know what. We've looked at the defense and on the offensive side of things, I think, you know, all the talking heads and everybody's like, we got to hit the portal hard for a running back, if not, but for depth, yeah. uh, Adam, since we have so many question marks. But uh, is that kind of your primary focus as uh, the biggest yeah. question mark heading into the new year on offense? Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm doing a pregame show before the spring game for, for some guys here on, on Twitter, and they're asking me, you know, what, do, what are we going to see in the Garnet and Black game that, that night at Williams-Bryce? And, you're not going to see much of nothing. Maybe Rattler play a series or two, Maybe. and, and you, you're going to see maybe six or seven plays that Dowell's installed yet, and then the rest are just you know generic. But you know, I'm I'm not ready to call this offense one dimensional yet. But I do think next season we're going to see a more pass heavy. Let's let Rattler throw it around scheme. Not a, not an air raid by by any means, but just just something that you know Rattler throws it 30 times a game versus you know maybe 22 to 25 as he did last season. The the depth in the backfield, as you guys said, right now it's just not there where there's a guy that you can rely on to have sustainable carries. But Mario Anderson, Juju, obviously Dax uh, taking some attempts there this spring. But 
I, I like wide, the uh, wide receiver core, man. It's I think it's the strongest personnel group at South Carolina. I know a lot of folks that, that don't follow this program closely are going to say, you know, well, what do they have behind Juice? Because Xavier Leggett is, had a breakout game in the bowl game. I kind of projected that. Had a couple of touchdowns. I thought I thought he had real good bowl practices, and he didn't have any drops in that bowl game. And as long as he don't have any drops next season, he's going to be a guy who I think can have seven or 800 yards because he's going to get that many targets. But Marion Brown, Eddie Lewis in the slot, obviously Nick Harbour's coming in. You know, I I haven't been looking forward to seeing a freshman in pads running around since Davion Clowney as as much as I'm I'm looking forward to seeing Harbour. So I think it's a very deep position, and he's going to get substantial burn if he can make that transition from you know DN to basically full time offense. Because I don't think as much as Clayton White wants to use Harbour on defense. You're not going to see him lining up and chasing after quarterback too much. No, no, you're not. So, but on that note, though, uh, on, on the offensive side of the ball, yeah. I mean, you have contacts all over the league. Have you learned anything? Have any of them offered up any maybe off-the-record type of opinions to you of Dowell Loggins? I mean, we haven't seen him call plays yet at South Carolina, but of of just what other, people know about this guy. Shane's mentioned others tried to hire him. What, what have you learned maybe behind the scenes that we haven't heard yet? Yeah, a lot of coaches have told me that that he's a Shane guy. And I mean, do do we really know what a Shane guy is? Because Shane hasn't been at Carolina long enough to, you know, really know what a Shane guy is. But I, I mean, to me, that's, you know, not not necessarily controllable, but I'm not sure Marcus Satterfield was a Shane guy. Because it seemed like every post game, you know, the the last couple of years, Beamer and Satterfield just weren't on the same page. And then finally late in the year, Beamer just kind of said, Look, I told Marcus. We're going to do this, this, and this, get the ball to our playmakers. And what do you know? They went like four and one the last five games, and they looked pretty good. Yeah. Um, but Amazing. I think I think Dowell and Shane are definitely on the same page. You know, they uh, Dowell's a great dude, man, too. I, I've, I've talked to him off the record several times since he's been hired. Uh, he's looking forward to this, you know, first-time play caller in the SEC experience level. Um, he's, he's excited and – you know, I, the, the Gamecocks offensive staff knows that they have some burners in that wide receiver room, and Dallas going to do all he can to uh, help Rattler facilitate to those guys to, you know, make plays. So yeah, I would lean, I'm going to lean on J, I want you and JC. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm teeing you up for this. You and Brad, I'm leaning on y'all because I don't know anything about this. The first game he's going to call plays in is a, against a team named North Carolina which I was actually looking at the schedule this morning, it seems likely that game's going to probably end up kicking around 3.30 on ESPN based on what else is going on around the country. Yeah, I don't know. I think prime time, brother. Prime time. Mo, well, maybe. I mean, Florida, you know, you got some other things. But my oh, point it's, is. It's the, Florida, Utah got moved. the reason I say that is Florida, Utah got moved back to Thursday. So, oh, yeah, okay. And LSU, okay. Florida State is on Sunday, so keep yeah. this in mind. Lay 14 so points and take Utah in that game. I'm, I'm just telling you now. <laughs> hey, by the way, if you want to make a quick Gator, you, you got to go to Vegas and get your oh. butt whipped by Oregon State. Right. And now you got to go to Salt Lake City and take a butt with it again. Nah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway. So, so uh, let me lean on you. So the first time he'll call plays is against North Carolina. What do we know about their defense? That that might be a a forty to thirty five game in Charlotte. Now, I I don't I, I don't want to knock Clayton White's you know defense, but see the the big storyline for me going into that game is UNC now has a completely different offense with Gus Malzahn's former play caller 
uh, Lindsey taking over for Phil Longo, who's now at Wisconsin. And I don't, I don't think Drake May is going to have the numbers he had last season as a draft eligible junior this fall because the offense is completely different. And he also lost his top receiver, uh, you know, the little slot guy who's going to probably be a, a second round. Yeah. So I don't know, man. You UNC is a team. I, I said a few weeks ago, I've got UNC at about seven and five. And I think Carolina's about a game and a half, maybe two games better than that. So it's it's a must win for both teams as, as far as, you know, staying in that top 25 picture throughout the year. Gamecock September schedule, as you guys know, is not easy. So that's a game that um, I know Shane has circled. And one for recruiting purposes is also big moving forward. Well, and you think about this too, North Carolina is young. They recruited a lot of good defensive linemen. Yeah a few years back, and a lot of those guys either just haven't panned out or haven't panned out yet. What you want to avoid is Gene Chizik getting these guys ready to roll, and all of a sudden they're better than expected defensively, and you're in a kind of a lower score game. Drake May gets to make plays at the end, whatever, blah, blah, blah. So that that's the deal there. So I uh, – uh, you know, a Shane guy, to address that real quick as we wrap up with Brad Crawford here. Uh, I, I You know, somebody in the, in the chat box said it's a yes guy. No, I don't think it's a yes guy. I think it's right. a guy that fits, uh, and all good staffs have that. Um, Shane's not looking for a yes guy. He's not a he's not a, that kind of head coach. Right. But well, look at Jody Wright. Okay. Uh, I know two other coaches that had a better pedigree as far as coaching tight ends that wanted that job bad. Uh, but here's Jody Wright was kind of knows him from back then. Was was knows Mississippi State from back in the day. At the Giants, yeah, he comes in. Look at Sterling Lucas. Look at who else wanted that job. Uh, he's a guy that uh, Shane knew from recruiting and that Clayton White knew and uh, just nothing but NFL. You know, look at Dowell Loggins uh, as a third guy. And my point of all that is is to make this point. Jody Wright and Sterling Lucas got Nick Harbor. Dowell Loggins got Trey Knox. You know, those are stud recruits. <laughs> Um, and I think that's the Shane guys. It's the type of guy kind of like the Clayton White hire was to begin with. And what I think the hope was with Satterfield, uh, and recruiting wise, Satterfield did fine, but the, the hope is, you know, it's not necessarily the big name guy, uh, that can come in and work at South Carolina, you know, because a lot of these guys that have been at Auburn or, or Texas or Florida, Will Muschamp, in other words, they get to South Carolina, like, well, this is, this is a little different. I can't just go recruit with the name on my shirt, I've got to give it an extra thing. You know, guys that are hungry to make a name in the business. I think that's the definition of a Shane guy. And, and quite frankly, I think that's a great model uh, at a place like South Carolina for right now, while, you know, you continue to build the program. I mean, so when, that's what I think Shane guy is. When you have a field stretcher and, and not to, not to bash Marcus Satterfield anymore, because he's in Nebraska. Now he's trying to recruit for Matt rule. <laughs> I understand. Go, go go read the offense. Go go read the the latest interview with him and his his plan, his evil plan. It's gonna well, go, I mean, go read that article. It's Omaha. If they don't sign five star Dylan Riola in two years from now, you're 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 thinking, okay, is Satterfield the reason and his pro style offense why we couldn't get you know a a five star guy like that? But no, nothing against him. But I, I was gonna say, uh, getting back to last season when. You have a guy averaging, you know, 15 yards a catch like like Juice did the last six games who always beats his guy off the line of scrimmage and gets past the corners, and you don't throw it downfield. Yeah. We're going to see Dow throw it downfield this season. I, I'm, 
I've got a great source on that. They're going to throw it down. I, 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 don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't disagree with you at all there. And, and Marcus Satterfield talked about it. And when he finally did it, uh, the offense kind of was like night and day. But, uh, you know, uh, and I think, you know, when you listen to Dowell Loggins talk, it's like he knows what went wrong last year and he continues to hammer that home here. Yeah, here's what's going to be different, that kind of thing. He was uh, also so we'll instrumental in, in getting Spencer back. I know a lot of people want to say NIL this, NIL that. Dow was a big reason why Spencer came back too. Well, yeah, to Spencer isn't back, Juice isn't back. Right, right, right. And to and to y'all's point, uh, the point you just made, Brad, uh, that Arkansas game last year. Uh, well, for, from a personal standpoint, I remember being in Williams Bryce the first series, and I tapped who was sitting with me. I said, "This Wells kid's the best receiver on the team." It's the first series, you can just see it coming off the line of scrimmage, his footwork, the way he got separation. You could, he was just natural. He blows up at Arkansas for 189, and then I think it took four and a half games to get 189 yards again total. And I and I I was here. We are JC. We Phil. I was on with y'all every week. Going, why are they not throwing the ball to the best player on the damn team? Like what are they seriously? Go read a portal casualty because of that. Like like mid season. Like why why aren't I getting the ball? You know. Go read the article in the Omaha World Herald about Satterfield and his 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 plan. And and that, the, the, when he mentioned thirteen personnel last offseason, he wasn't lying. Uh, but it's it, it's kind of ridiculous because I mean, just from my standpoint, now look, in some worlds it may work. In the NFL, with if you have overwhelming talent and great tight ends, it could work. But you're sitting there talking about, well, I need one tight end that's a fullback type, and we want tight end that's attached that can block, and need one that can play in the slot. So basically, what you're running is I formation twenty one personnel. That's what you got on the field, old school, Mark Rick, Florida State style. And, and you you've got a slow, a slow slot receiver. You've got a slow slot receiver because you put a tight end there. Yeah. What the hell are you doing? I mean, you know, I'm like, you know, that, but now, could it work in Nebraska? Yes, if they have an elite offensive line, an elite running back, a Paul Johnson-style elite one receiver, and a bunch of great – they need to go take whoever Iowa and Notre Dame are recruiting at tight end and get those guys. Most of them are here in Illinois. And, and do it that way. Yeah, it'll work out fabulous. But it's unrealistic to, to play that game, especially in the SEC these days. Yeah. I, Even the Big Ten, you, you have to have five-star running backs to do that. Right now, Michigan, Ohio State, and Penn State, those are the three that have those running backs, and nobody else in the Big Ten does. Yeah, it's uh, – yeah, it's – let's just put it this way, right? It's – I think we're all happy to be where we are. <laughs> if, you're, if you're on the South Carolina side of things because the – and and these a lot of these conversations have kind of uh, have kind of dissipated, Brad, because there's just there's been no football. But sure. um, but as we work our way towards the season again, uh, they will come back up, and people will continue to look around and go, I don't, I still don't understand how did this happen or how did this not happen. Uh, but it doesn't matter anymore because we yeah, it doesn't matter anymore. Go Huskers. Yeah, big yeah. red. Go pick your head. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. All anyway. right. Uh, well, we got to let you run. But before we do, um, let's – Brad, we, we've got um, the uh, Nanosports chat box has turned into the Brad Crawford fan club. So, um, they would they would all like to see you back here soon, sooner than later. And um, we will we'll extend that invitation now, and hopefully you can, can make some time to join us again. Good deal, guys. Any, any, anybody going to the spring game? Any one of you? I'll, I'll be there. Okay. Let's you gonna be up. there? A little bit, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. We'll we'll get together. Um yeah, I sure. plan I'm gonna take my kids to their first 
game. So. Awesome. Yeah. I, might, I might bring my completely full of girl house with me. Yeah. That's how I am. It's all women. I was considering yeah. the same thing, too. I may be down there with my friends. All three of y'all have nothing but girls. All three of y'all are girl dads. Oh, all wow. girls. Yeah. Every, every morning you wake up, here. one's complaining, time. one's crying. And, you know, I'm like, what the, how do y'all wake up like this? I don't get I'm excited. <laughs> Whatever. Like, you're going to talk about Satterfield today, Dad. All right. Um, <laughs> Appreciate it, We'll get you back soon. Thanks, Brad. Right, Thanks, guys. Brad. Mm-hmm. There you go, Brad Crawford, 24-7 Sports. So we're way, way past due for a break. Uh, we, we we need to hit that. And we got Mike yeah. Morgan ahead in 24 minutes. So don't go anywhere. As JC says from the Sinorama Studios, the show rolls on. What's up, Gamecock fans? This is Pitcher Noah Hall. If you want some delicious food for your event, I suggest visiting nanasports.com today to find out what they all have to offer it's really good southern cuisine based out of Charlotte, my hometown. I hope you guys go check it out. Go Cox and go Nanas. Are you looking to buy a new home? Kevin O'Connell with Union Home Mortgage is a local mortgage expert and Gamecocks fan servicing North and South Carolina. Whether you're buying a home, building your dream home with new construction, or turning your equity into cash, UHM's world-class service will ensure you find the perfect mortgage to achieve your home ownership goals. Call Kevin at 803-906-0244 or visit UHM.com today. Union Home Mortgage is an equal housing lender. NMLS 2229 LONMLS 1772182. Electric Bikes of Charleston offers the most fun you'll ever have on two wheels. The home of Oventon, Velotric, Magnum Bikes, and more. They sell to consumers all across the state and offer outstanding warranties and service after the sale. Their electric bikes are equipped with five levels of pedal assist plus a throttle so you can ride longer, handle the heat better, but still get great exercise. Bikes are available for all ages and sizes. Visit electricbikescharleston.com or stop into their store in Mount Pleasant if you're in the low country. Electric Bikes of Charleston, powering inside the Gamecocks, the show. This is Zachary Davis from Carolina Hoops, and you're watching the show with JB, JC, and Phil. Go Cox. Welcome back, everybody. Inside the Gamecocks, the show presented to you by Express Sunrooms in Columbia. John B. at ExpressSunrooms.com is the email. 803-446-4662 is the phone number on how they can set up some more sunshine into your life this summer. Sorry, I got distracted by button clicking. <laughs> was that what, Wait, was that a quick change there, JC? Is that what that is? It's exactly. What just happened? Are you playing hockey today? Like, 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 that was this is game Cox hockey. Yeah, Cox hockey. Look, look at this, like Cox hockey, Cox and it's awesome. personalized. Look, look, look. It's got my oh. name on the back too. Schubert, <laughs> Schubert. They misspelled it. They, they, someone didn't put an R in there, dude. You're shitting me. I'm kidding me. <laughs> no, it says Schubert. <laughs> it says Schubert. Dude, this here is $189. I rushed to get it on. I was doing a little dance for Nat. I'm like, hey, it's finally here, like a kid at Christmas. No, I didn't You might want to take it off. And I am going to raise holy. I'm going to ask for my money back. Thank you. Yes. I'm going to be careful about this because <laughs> seriously, seriously, it took it's too long. Now a lot of people for oh, them man. to misspell my oh my god. When did you order this? 
three months ago, like before Christmas. Shut Turn up. around, JC. Turn around. Yeah, that's confirmed. She's laughing her ass off right I, now. We're here. <laughs> hey, turn oh around. Let me God. see this again. Turn back around. I'm not, all right, here we go. Turn around. Hey, stand up a little bit. We can't yeah, just get a little. Shoot yep. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, awesome, it's an awesome jersey. I mean, it looks great. I mean, I, yeah. great looking, it's a great looking, great looking jersey. But I can't listen. I mean, I, I mean, I can't handle this. I don't think I've ever oh, seen I got this like before. some string on my. Look, look at this too. Come on, man. It's uh, <laughs> yeah. so disappointing, and and to have you guys figured out before yeah. I did that. That's, that's even more disappointing. Wow. This is, uh, Somebody says I got my Jersey off of wish. <laughs> wish. I did. Look, look, oh. I was, I was probably 50 pounds lighter at the time. Uh, I ordered a sports coat off wish one time. I was a solid extra large. Sometimes extra large was a little, a little large on me. Uh, and I got this coat. This sports coat, it took six weeks to get here, but it was only $7. And I was like, oh, I got a deal. Off wish. And I got it, and I put it on. It was like fat guy a little coat for Chris Farley. It was like a smedium. It's extra large on it, but it was in Chinese. I mean, obviously, Chinese sizes are a little bit different than American sizes. Hey, you know, big people, you're too big. So um, seven, seven bucks. Six weeks, snazzy sports coat. We gave it to my brother, who's a bean pole and is a solid medium anyway. But it was an XL. It said XL on it. So um, <laughs> this one fits. It fits great. So you but didn't even man, look oh, at man. the name. When you pulled it out, you didn't even look at your last name to check it. You just. Okay. That's just clowning me now in the chat <laughs> box, too. That's even worse. I'm now Schubert. Mrs. Schubert clown. <laughs> I cannot believe that. I'm so shamed. This yes. is, that, who did you, can you say who you ordered this through publicly? I'll gladly say because they, they kept sending like excuse emails like, <laughs> oh, oh uh, Verbero. Verbero. Now, it's possible I misspelled my own name when I ordered it. What time did you order this of the day? Be the qu- next question. Or was it night or early morning? Yeah, yeah it's Schubert. That looks, that looks good. Just looks send good. it in. They'll know. <laughs> looks good. <laughs> They'll figure it out from here. <laughs> I think I did misspell my own name, guys. Oh, no. Oh, my gosh. Oh, it's, All right, I'm going to take it to my U- Yugoslavian embroidery lady. Zena, she'll help me. It's a name plate, right? It's stitched, so they can cut it off. They have to be able to get, you know, or just put a little tape, piece of tape and an R, another R in there, you know, like a post-it note. Oh, no. It is stitched on, right? It's got a name plate. It's, yeah, it's stitched on. I mean, they're, they're awesome jerseys. I mean, I know a lot of GameCop fans that bought them. It was sort of right after um, I think Carolina beat Clemson in club hockey. Yeah, these are the ones the club hockey team wears. Yeah. You know? I mean, look, they're, they're sharp. You know, they got the little the, jersey, the, man. Yeah, solid. Dude. Well, they I mean, need to look through their closets, obviously, and make yeah. sure that their names are on right. If they've got their names on them, wow. I did tell you this. See, I, I can confirm now that I just looked looked up my order. 
I misspelled my own name on the word. JC. I didn't do that. Oh, well. Damn autocorrect. Laugh at my expense. <laughs> yeah, I did it. Oh, well. I was going to call and raise hell to come. That would have been even funnier. If yeah, that, oh, yeah. God. I, I would, I'd probably still try to do that. Uh, no, I didn't. Yes, you did, sir. No, yes, I didn't. Even if not, like, look, okay, so so if it takes four or five weeks, obviously you're supposed to be handling it with care. On my receipt, it has my name, the shipping label spelled correctly, my email spelled correctly, which is my name at gmail.com, uh, my credit card, which has my name spelled correctly. What the hell did they think? I just, oh, he's, he's just doing this on purpose. Maybe it's an inside joke. No, <laughs> use your brain. Come on. Nobody, nobody. Marcus is like, don't drink and order online. I don't remember what I was doing that day. It was so long ago. Who knows? I mean, three months. Day, I don't remember. Christmas. I don't even remember. It was, it was during Christmas. It was when I had vertigo. <laughs> oh. It was when I had vertigo. There you go. That's the I bet well, that's I, I just. Yeah, I bet that's what Maybe happened. you could oh, use well. that to get another one sent to you at a, at a deep discount. <laughs> I I never <laughs> I've never seen anything like this before. I, I raced down the stairs to get it. I was so proud that it was finally here. It's finally here. I'm gonna get it on the because that's a quick break at the top of the hour. I was like, I'm gonna surprise the guys. <laughs> you well, know? you did. Yeah. <laughs> we consider it a success. Uh, <laughs> Unmitigated. Gold, gold jacket, green jacket. Who gives a shit? <laughs> <laughs> My God. Let's hit a break oh, well. because we do have Mike coming up at 1230 and uh, we'll yeah. just try to. I don't know what we're doing, but uh, we'll that, figure this out. <laughs> hey, hey, that was a heck of a segment with Brad, by the way. I do want to I do yeah. want to thank it him. Works. for We'll, have, we'll have Brad back uh, as often as he'll come. Why not? Everybody can always talk football. So, all right. Uh, yeah. So before we get there, travelingcountryclub.com, uh, they will spell your name right. I assure you of that. If you play in their golf tournament, um, I've forgotten what I was planning to say here. <laughs> the plunder on Polly's is coming up July 21st. And uh, if you, if you register, they'll spell your name right. Or maybe you should spell your own name right. I guess we'll correct that. But, Get in the club, travelingcountryclub.com. Uh, Over 40 golf courses to play in, in two states. It's time. It's golf time. The Masters is next week. Become a member today and tee it up. Spring is teed up by travelingcountryclub.com. I'm telling you guys, it is uh, it is awesome. Just, check, just go to the website, travelingcountryclub.com. You'll see exactly what I mean. Hundreds of members quickly. Have, uh, have joined the coolest club in the Carolinas, travelingcountryclub.com. All right, we'll be right back. <laughs> Just as your State Farm agent combines good neighbor service with surprisingly great rates, you can combine your home, auto, life, or small business insurance with Tony Pope's State Farm Insurance today. And guess what you'll get? That's right, even more good neighbor service with surprisingly great rates. In fact, Tony Pope State Farm is your go-to agent anywhere in South Carolina, North Carolina, or Georgia for the service you deserve at the price you want. So try combining your home, life, auto, and or small business insurance today. 
Tony Pope State Farm has been in business for more than 30 years and can handle anything you need in the tri-state area. Once again, Tony Pope State Farm will help you mix and match perfectly. Call 843-851-2222 or visit TonyPope.com today. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. If you're in the upstate of South Carolina and are in need of residential real estate services, Cindy Bass, Sear Foss of Caldwell Banker Kane is for you. Ask her about the village at Creekside, all of her listings in my hometown of Spartanburg, South Carolina, right there on Daniel Morgan Avenue, married to a lifelong Gamecock fan. And many of our listeners have already bought homes from her and been 100% satisfied with the detail and care she uses. Cindy Searfoss, 864-414-5271, Caldwell Banker Kane in the upstate for your real estate needs. Are you looking to buy a new home? Kevin O'Connell with Union Home Mortgage is a local mortgage expert and Gamecocks fan servicing North and South Carolina. Whether you're buying a home, building your dream home with new construction, or turning your equity into cash, UHM's world-class service will ensure you find the perfect mortgage to achieve your home ownership goals. Call Kevin at 803-906-0244 or visit UHM.com today. Union Home Mortgage is an equal housing lender. NMLS 2229 LONMLS 1772182. Hey man, are you sick and tired of your business computer guy? Yes, he takes forever to call me back and doesn't always respond to the requests. Yeah, same here. I'm paying him good money. I constantly have issues, and I'm worried he's not backing up my network and securing it properly. You know what, Phil? Let's ask Stone Blanton. Hey, JC and Phil, if you want a solution to your IT problems, give Heritage Digital a call. Our boy Matt Odom has a low-cost, one-price solution that will get you running right. Call 843-699-1001 or heritagedigital.com and ask for Matt. He will hook you up today and tell them Stone City. This is freshman All-American, Nicky Warrior of the Carolina Gamecocks, and you are listening to the show with JC and Phil. Welcome back, everybody, to Inside the Gamecocks, the show brought to you by Express Sunrooms of Columbia. 803-446-4662 is how to get in touch with John Barber and his team. Give them a call to talk about potential porch or patio enclosure for you. And we are back. (laughs) All of us. JB, JC Schubert. (laughs) I can't. Uh, I'm glad everybody. I'd say is in the chat box for the first time in six weeks, by the way. Yeah, right. Yeah, Matt is burning up the comments. I just got a text from her. She's like, I can't stop laughing. I'm like, all right, well, (laughs) laugh it up. Well, hey, look, yes, I don't you know, know how to put it. I've been waiting six. Bobby, uh, I, yes, I have it all. I've been waiting six weeks for this. It, it was it's something I was looking. I don't look forward to much. Right. I was right. looking more forward to this than going to Disney World last week. Okay. Well, I've been like, dude, that's bad. I mean, I was like, a hundred. And I don't buy jerseys. I'm not a, you know, <laughs> I'm not a grown man sitting in the stand jersey guy. If you are, that's fine. No judgment. I don't wear jerseys, but but dude, this is just a cool looking thing, you know. And everybody up here wears hockey. I have a Blackhawks jersey. But, and I was like, I'll get it personalized. How about that? I got my my my, my high, junior high basketball number on it, 11. Man, you 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 really miss junior high, don't you? This is the I don't know what I was thinking about this. I was like, yeah. Well, Warrior. some of us peaked, and 
some of us peaked in middle school, Jamie. <laughs> you know, no, uh, nah, but the, the glory, no, nah, and that was actually elementary school basketball I was talking about earlier. But uh, oh, even oh my God, yeah, well, uh, Lance, I, mean, I, may, I may have to have a few lattes today to to, to shake this one I off. Think, so I think Lance will have lattes in honor of you. I'm pretty sure Lance looks for a reason to have lattes, and if there is no reason. That's a reason. JC's no hockey jersey no. got messed up. Time to everybody I, uh, have a drink. Well, hey, look, if it makes you feel any better, after the kids were born, my wife decided to book uh, our family photos with a close friend of hers. And we got our – they made like a little book with all the pictures in it that we had made downtown and wasn't cheap. And it's a close friend, you know. And uh, when she uh, gave it to us, it was a book uh, that for the Bradshaw family. And I looked at oh. Carrie, I said, close friend, huh? How long y'all known each other? Well, I mean, we weren't really that close. I'm like, no kidding. She has no yeah. idea what her name is. <laughs> like, name is. Yeah. The Bradshaw. Well, your wife's name, Carrie Bradshaw, that's sex in the city. I know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I got it. <laughs> so, that's an easy. Uh, I don't know if that easy. saved the day or not, but. <laughs> um, wow. Well, JC, you're not the only one to make a real bugaboo in the last couple of months. Has anybody heard of what just transpired over the weekend down at Tiger Stadium in Baton Rouge? Anybody hear this this story? Yeah, well, here's a story for you. 19-year-old Adam Talata. This is on, by the way, one of the coolest websites out there, Outsider.com. Named after the Outsiders by Eric Church. Adam Talata is 19 years old. Him and a couple of buddies at LSU, they ran out of booze. So what did they do? They broke into Tiger Stadium and stole $1,500 worth of beer. And as they were loading it into the car, the cops showed up and they ran away. But there's they have these things at Tiger Stadium. They're called security cameras. And they found them <laughs> and they busted them. And it was that you? Yep, that was <laughs> us. Well, why'd you do it? Well, we can't use our fakes anymore around here. Oh, okay. Oh, my God. So just break into Tiger Stadium and take $1,500 worth of booze home with you, which they did, but they also went to jail for simple burglary. So you're See, not the I, biggest moron of the week. I didn't realize that uh, that the, they had very many laws in Louisiana at all. So well, that surprises me. <laughs> hey, you can take booze into Tiger Stadium. Yes. To take you can take booze into Stadium. you can take booze into church in Louisiana. I mean, it's yeah. a, they have a liquor store at the, the church. You know? Yeah, um, we're gonna have a shrimp bowl and uh, read Matthew twenty four twenty five, and uh, here's some uh, here's some uh, two etouffee and uh, uh, cold one. Yeah, well, <laughs> this guy uh, breaking in stealing. I don't think they really cared that he broke into Tiger Stadium. The issue was they stole, stole the, the alcohol. You know, the like, right. yeah. Whoa, whoa, whoa. This is the drunkest facility in America. You leave that right where it belongs. We have to have it. You're going to cause a riot. if you... <laughs> He would be at charge with inciting a riot because they would be short of beer at the next home game. <laughs> yeah. like, the, like the Papa John's Bowl in 09, uh, running out of pizza. Running out of pizza. Yeah. That was a stellar bowl. <laughs> you don't get disorderly. Seven degrees outside, and they ran out of pizza in the first quarter. How does that even happen? But it's the I Papa guess, John's Bowl. I mean, it's, 
Papa John was short on his order that year. Shohei Otani is going to make $65 million this year's this year, guy, including endorsements. That is the most money in the history of Major League Baseball in one year. Um, he is set to receive something at the end of the year. Somebody's going to sign him for a bunch of money. I got a feeling it's going to be the Yankees. The Yankees. You must play for the Yankees. Um, so we'll see what that means. Fifty million over ten years, five hundred. I don't know who knows what's coming, but he's going to make sixty-five million this year. And a reminder tonight at six o'clock on uh, ACC Network Plus, the Gamecock softball team is up at fifth-ranked Clemson, looking to pull off an upset there. Mm. Going to have some trouble. Yeah, there. it's going to be the Clemson fans uh, on the internet at least are looking forward to that game. They they, they want to get some revenge with softball. Yeah. Which is yeah. a sport they didn't even have five years ago. Right. Yeah, now they, uh, yeah, for all for all pretty the, good for all it's the saving grace now. Yeah, all the Tigers that all they wanted to do was call Carolina quote a women's basketball school over the years. Well, they're beating that softball drum rather rather loud. Yeah, we should days, congratulate so. them tomorrow or, or uh, apologize. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> we should apologize to Clemson tomorrow once they beat Carolina in softball if they do. Yeah, we're go. sorry. We know. Congratulations, boys. You know my set softball win means huge. Hey, and look, yeah, I, I, I like I like softball. I'm not I'm not I'm not degrading it. I'm I'm just no. to to your point. I'm, you know that's how that's how they done it to us. You know it's uh it's uh that meaning yeah. unless you beat us in football. Well, we did. So now you're because yeah, people don't want you to celebrate anything. It's like you know the year Carolina went to the Final Four in men's basketball. Like, oh, I'm like I'm like okay, that's cool. Uh, whatever. Probably Carolina people don't want you to do good in anything either. But uh, you know, it seems like if you're winning national championships in football, which is what everybody wants most of any most of all, you probably wouldn't be that upset that Gamecock basketball and, and a Gamecock basketball team, your team beat by the way, goes yeah. to the Final Four. Like, yeah, they were. Yeah. I knew a lot of them that were just really uh, mad about it. I was like, oh, are you mad? Oh, I'm sorry. Are you mad? Oh. <laughs> anyway, um, I'm not going to get mad if the Gamecock softball team does not, uh, you know, play well against the the mighty Johnny Come Lately Clemson softball Tigers. Uh, tonight. So, <laughs> well, and right good, now, good, good luck. Yeah, these Johnette Come Lately, I guess you say. <laughs> The the Palmetto series, by the way, which Carolina's won it every single year, school to school. Um, the Gamecocks lead six to three with the only two matchups remaining: softball, as far as head to head, but you do have men's and women's golf uh, tournaments to be played, and then you get the points uh, for all the extracurricular stuff, the scholarship recipients, and all those type things. But Carolina right now, by virtue of winning that baseball series, is uh, headed towards another Palmetto Series win over the Tigers. They'd be five and zero, five and zero, and since that started a few years ago. All right, um, so we need to. Uh, this will be our final break uh, because Mike Morgan should take us home today on Inside the Gamecocks. The show uh, we are powered by Electric Bikes of Charleston. Power your life. Electric Bikes of Charleston in Mount Pleasant, electricbikescharleston.com, up to 28 miles per hour. But you can ride it just like a regular old bike. You've got the option. Uh, and you can head up to 60 miles on a full charge as well. Electricbikescharleston.com. Hats off to our friend Michelle. What a huge Gamecock fan she is, by the way. Michelle Wilkins, the proud alumni of Carolina and proud owner of Electric Bikes of Charleston. 
uh, the great, 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 great Mike Morgan up next. New year and the days of being back in the pool and boat are quickly approaching. Many of us don't have the time to hit the gym, but Charleston Fitness Equipment can change that for you. Outfit your home with a treadmill, elliptical, or my favorite, a home rower that allows you to row with the pros all over the world. They have free weights, home gyms, flooring, and much more that makes keeping or getting in shape much more convenient. Located in Mount Pleasant, visit charlestonfitnessequipment.com for more. Get in shape like our Gamecocks. Charleston Fitness Equipment, proud partners of Inside the Gamecocks, the show. Are you looking to buy a new home? Kevin O'Connell with Union Home Mortgage is a local mortgage expert and Gamecocks fan servicing North and South Carolina. Whether you're buying a home, building your dream home with new construction, or turning your equity into cash, UHM's world-class service will ensure you find the perfect mortgage to achieve your home ownership goals. Call Kevin at 803-906-0244 or visit UHM.com today. Union Home Mortgage is an equal housing lender. NMLS 2229 LONMLS 1772182. Eddie, I want you to take me to Disney World. Calm down, calm down. JC is here. As y'all know, folks, the family and I have visited Disney World many times. But it can be overwhelming, especially if it's your first time going to the most magical place on earth. I highly recommend wherethisroadleads.com and my friend Cherie, a certified Disney vacation planner. That's right. The mouse has given her permission to book your family vacation hassle-free. You don't know where to go, don't know where to stay, don't know where to eat, don't know what to do. It can be overwhelming. So get on wherethisroadleads.com and schedule your free consultation right now. She can help you out. The prices are very reasonable. You don't pay any extra fees. Uh, in fact, she's much more reasonable maybe than booking it straight through Disney. So for your next Disney vacation, or you know, more likely your first, so you don't panic, go to wherethisroadleads.com and talk to Cherie, certified Disney vacation planner, a partner of Inside the Gamecocks the Show. This is Braylon Wimmer, South Carolina Gamecock Baseball, and you are listening to Inside the Gamecocks, the show. Go Cox! Welcome back, everybody. Inside the Gamecocks, the show. Brought to you by Express Sunrooms. We are still waiting on Mike to arrive. Well, he's big-timing us here, and we'll give him a couple minutes to... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> get in here rest his voice you know? that's right that's right the golden pipes there you know i had a great uh i had a great intro queued up for him ready to go i may still use it we'll see how however long it takes him to get in how long <laughs> is he gonna kip us we got kip, we got kip where's us. kip <laughs> i saw that was the title of a show i don't, I don't know if i can listen I was like, you know, one one was titled Hello from the Future. I was like, what's going on? I was like, should I check in? I was like, nah. Nah, we're good. They got it. It's all good. We were far out, man. I'm like, I'm like sitting there on Ratatouille, you know, like, oh, this gigantic uh, frying pan was about to hit our car. Hey, JC, I meant to ask you, uh, I got this in my inbox last week. Um, college football playoff, nine candidates to make their first-time appearances in 2023 from Raymond Lucas Jr. I, I, I mean, it's not 
disrespectfully at all. Who is Raymond Lucas Jr.? He works for twenty four seven sports. That's a lot. I, I don't know him. Uh, okay. uh, I, I read his stuff, obviously, but uh, don't know him. Okay, all right. Because South Carolina was one of the nine candidates he mentioned who could make first their first time appearance in the college football playoff in twenty twenty three. And I thought, well, I don't know who Raymond Lucas is, but Carolina fans are going to like him. <laughs> well, there's there's a narrow window there. Certainly, I mean, you know, you've got a uh, you've got to. Uh, you got to hope that the Georgia thing is not just they're the next Alabama. Like a lot of people assume, like we talked to Mike uh, and uh, we're on with Chernoff, Matt Chernoff earlier when we recorded that, that episode will drop later this week. Uh, and their consensus was, you know, and, and mine too, you know, Georgia's probably here to stay for a while. Um, but, but what you got to think is, is, you know, look, as good as Alabama's defenses have been over the years, I, I continue to say this, they didn't have five guys that were 300 pounds that could run four, six, you know, and then you look in the backfield and Ringo's a six, three freak. Uh, and you, you got, you got Nicobe Dean, you got all the, so what you got to hope is if you're South Carolina and you're looking to beat Georgia or catch them early next year in Athens, that, that maybe there is a little bit of a drop off, although they will be immensely talented. They won't be that big, fast, overwhelming. You know what I'm saying? Uh, and then they have quarterback issues, new offensive coordinator issues, whatever. I mean, Mike Bobo's their OC. I doubt they'll have that. But um, and then you got to go to Tennessee and win. Now you start five and zero in September. It gets interesting, but still, you do have to go to Kyle Field in 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 uh, you know College Station. That's a house of horrors. Um, and you got to go to Missouri, who's owned you lately. So. In, in, in home games, a good team, like Clemson, Florida, and the, the, so, so that would be the key to me. I, I'm not going to sit here on this show uh, or anywhere and say South Carolina's making the playoff next year. I think they just need to keep making progress as a program. I think they're recruiting right now. If they continue to stack class on top of class on top of class, including especially on the lines of scrimmage like they're doing, that, that it could be realistic to talk about in the future under Shane Beaver, but. Uh, you know, there is a narrow type of uh, path. I mean, did anybody think Tennessee was going to be in the playoff hunt until November last year? No. Well, Tennessee be about nine and four, eight and four, eight and five. Yeah. Oh, good. So he's back. My mic popped in and then popped out, and now he's back. So let's bring him in. Oh, there he is the great right. Mike Morgan. That's right, Mike Morgan. We may not recognize him without a suit on, but as soon as he speaks, you'll swear Vin Scully and Karen Carpenter had a love child and thus produced a Mr. Mike Morgan. How are you, sir? Oh, wait a minute. I'm not sure if I like that or not. Karen Carpenter and who? (laughs) Vin Scully. (laughs) And Vin Scully. Okay. All right. I I like the Scully. Who wouldn't? Karen Carpenter? Really? Well, you know, you got to have the sweet dulcet tones. Okay. Uh, We're obviously not talking about weight because I've I've put on a a few pounds since COVID. I don't think Karen Carpenter would have said that. But we only see you from Uh, the shoulders up, Mike, so we couldn't tell that. You could have that to yourself. And that might be bad. bad, Karen Carpenter is not a good looking woman. No, 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 no. Mike, we. uh, May she rest in peace. Yeah, that's yeah, right. Yes. Yeah, thank you, Mike. Thanks for cleaning that up for us here. Um, <laughs> I, uh, that's like a sound bite. You just hit a, a hot key. I Aaron Carpenter is not a good woman. And you just can't well, that every time JC well, listen, comes we, on. This, JC's this episode a rough day, has man. produced enough of that for us today. Yeah. <laughs> I've JC, had a rough day, Mike. I, I've been waiting on this. I got this customized. 
All right, I got. I've been waiting. This came in after between our show and, and now. I got a customized Gamecock hockey jersey, right? Oh, I says like Cox it. on it. Yeah, look at that. Yeah, I mean, it's really cool. like it when he cool. turned around. Well, then I had my name put on the back of it. Look, <laughs> Schubert. <laughs> <laughs> That's fantastic. And on top of that, I looked up my order, and it was my fault. I misspelled my own last misspelled name. Your own name. Oh, that's Comple- I'm cloaked in failure today. Wow. Well, you you knocked it out of the park. Uh, yeah. The last two days on our podcast, we we had two two good ones with uh, Timmy B and and Matt Chernoff. Uh, for those that listen to JC and Morgan, um, I, it's uh, if you're a college football fan, I think you'll appreciate both those. For uh, anyway, I'm already starting off with a plug. That's just bad taste. I'm That's, sorry. You're I've not the only one it. who's done that around here. I've already <laughs> played it three or four bad times. Man. Don't yeah. worry. <laughs> Can I tell you about my Don't new worry. line of sports underwear? No, <laughs> trust me, we've we've already had that. Okay, <laughs> not today. I mean, I, we've had that before. It's uh, we're like, oh, well, yeah, we have had it. Yeah, we, we've had random plugs. Like we weren't planning on plugs. All right, see you later. Oh, by the way. Oh, yeah. by gonna, the way. Yeah. 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 Do what you need to do. No, I, yeah, I, JC has the has access to this more than I do. But the art. I mean, we are a national podcast, and we have a really strong following in the southeast. Although we got people in California and Michigan and Texas, but uh, we certainly have a strong um, following uh, in, in South Carolina. Uh, so a lot of, a lot of Gamecock fans have uh, listened and enjoyed it over the years. And we just keep growing and we got the website now and all that good stuff. So I, it's my roundabout way of throwing in a cheap, shameless plug and thanking your audience. Some of which <laughs> is also our audience. So it's a beautiful crossover here. A lot of our a lot of our audience came from your audience when they launched oh, last year too. I like so, that. It comes you know, in a circle, right? We all love each other, you know. That's just, right. right. A lot of love in this room. So right. before before we um, we get into some real baseball and hoop stuff with you, and there's a, Mike, we could run the gamut with you for a while here with the Final Four and being in the thick of it in college baseball. I want to go back to last Friday night. I, I'm not. I'm not going to ever put you in a position necessarily for you to judge other broadcasters mm. or anything like that. Um, people can judge what they heard on the South Carolina Missouri game on the SEC network. That's, that's their prerogative. The, the, but it's not fair, no matter how talented the broadcaster is to have to call it from home. In my opinion, you've had to do this a lot since COVID and it doesn't yeah. appear that this is going away. We all hoped it would. It's not. Walk us through that that challenge because um, and I forget the young lady's name who, who who called the game. It was an, it was an amazing ending, and and let's just be honest, it was awful. It was it was an awful awful call, and I don't put all that on her, but it was very unfortunate how it sounded on TV from what was happening in the ballpark. Yeah, so a couple things. Uh, didn't watch the the broadcast, even though it was what we call linear on the on the network. Not familiar with the play-by-play person. Some people uh, expressed their opinion of it, and I said honestly, I don't know who it is, and I, I, I was not watching. Um, thirdly, I obviously I'm not going to comment on the specifics for obvious reasons. Fourth, yeah. I will tell you that uh, broadcasting from home is a unique challenge. Now, if you're a qualified announcer to start with. Um, the broadcast is still going to have a level of decorum and professionalism um, out there. So that, that shouldn't change that. I, but I will tell you it's, you know, it it certainly is a unique challenge. 
to do that. Um, for those that are wondering, you know, why, what, I mean, there's, there's people above my pay grade that make those decisions. I can tell you for football and basketball, every game, but one, I had one basketball game from home in like December. Uh, I did, I don't know, over a dozen football games all on site, 30 some odd basketball games, all but one on site. Um, baseball has still been in that box of the overwhelming majority. Uh, the announcers are from home. Yeah. And again, above my pay, I, I have theories on why that is, but not my decision, not my call. And thankfully I don't have to answer for it because it, it, it wasn't my call. I will tell you also that the beauty of baseball for me calling it for the last 25 years or so from minor league ball to major league ball uh, to college ball, it, it's, it's being at the ballpark. There's yeah. no substitute for that. Being at the ballpark um, matters. And it, it is one of the great joys I have is when spring comes and the weather changes and you're out there and you're listening to BP and you're watching and you're talking to coaches and, all that is one of my favorite things, um, and you you certainly – it's just a different deal when you're doing it from home. You can talk to coaches on a Zoom call a, a, a thousand times, and you're not going to get the same information. You're not going to get the same feel. You can look at – technology is an amazing thing, and the way they have made it so that you can do this and save thousands of dollars in travel, it is amazing. However um, – It'll never be the same. And I think that what some people assume is that the people don't know and don't care the difference. And I would submit to you, SEC baseball fans are extremely passionate. They can tell. They know. They care. And I'll leave it well, at that. Yeah. You, exactly. And uh, she uh, – to – while people will – and we're moving on. But while people will attack – what, ha what her call, her the entire game, the ending of it, whatever she shouldn't be in that position. Period. The end. Uh, just period. The end. So I'll, yeah. I'll and I'll leave it there. I, I think yeah. That was well. Real fair quick enough. before we really leave it though, Mike. But behind the scenes, like when you're asked to do that remotely, are you provided like anything special, multiple camera angles that we don't get to see, or are you just yeah. really getting to watch the one stream, no, the live stream? Angles. Yeah. You've got mm -hmm. several angles, but you're you've only got two eyes. Yeah, right, right. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and so you, you're you're looking at – I always ask my producers in that situation to give me what we call the program feed, which is what you're seeing at home, and the all-nine feed. I don't need the bullpen, the bullpen cam, the high third cam. The for, for me, as an analyst, you might want that. But for me, calling the game, there's only so much you can do. Um, that being said, you're going to be – you're going to – the timing is going to be a little bit off. But you, sh I mean, your terminology, your ability to call the play, you should be able to do that whether you're there or not. Um, so, again, I, I don't know her and I didn't see the game. So this is not me talking about that specifically. But in general, if you are a qualified play-by-play um, uh, -play person with experience, with knowledge, uh, that part doesn't change. But, you know, you, you're just – there's certain things you're not going to be quite as sharp on. 
Right. Uh, I mean, a routine base hit, it's a routine base hit. Like yeah. that, that's, that's, I can call a routine base hit off a 10 inch screen, a 50 inch screen, uh, any screen. Um, now, if it's like a triple down the line and runners from first and second, and you got to watch that he hit the cutoff man, did he not hit the cutoff man? That's where you really, because I call a game, I've always called a game this way, and I know some guys don't. They, I used to say it's cheating. Um, call it what you will but some people call it off the monitor like even when they're at the game because you get a better angle of was that a curveball was that a slider was that a change did it hit the corner was it in the neighborhood i have enough confidence in my ability over calling baseball over so many years where just i don't look at that monitor when i'm at, when i'm at the stadium at the press box i can look from behind home plate and tell what he threw whether or not to strike and when I do that, instead of cheating and looking at the monitor, when the ball comes off the bat, I'm all over it. And I know where the outfielders are. I know if he got a good jump on the ball. I know if everybody – if the, if he, he's going to hit the cutoff, man. I know if the runner is going to be waved because I'm not looking at a monitor. I'm looking at the ball coming off the bat. But some some announcers, even when they're there – they would rather call the game off that program monitor because you do get a better viewpoint of balls and strikes because you're not looking at the catcher's back. You're looking at the back of the pitcher and right at home plate. So I, I understand both uh, uh, viewpoints on that. But for me, there's there's and it goes back to all my years in radio. There was no monitor. So you you had you had no choice. So that's how I uh, like to call a game. I think that's how most people do call a game. But. No matter what your viewpoint is or where you're at, um, there's some things that if you've been doing this for a while uh, and you have uh, stock into it and sweat equity, so to speak, that that doesn't change no matter where you're calling the game or what you're looking at. Well, Mike, in SEC baseball right now, you've got a series coming up. Carolina's got a game tonight, weather permitting. So far, so good from what I'm understanding. but. You got a game coming up this weekend that we've we often hear you describe this league and how difficult it is and you just never know and yada yada yada. <laughs> look at look at this. You, two years ago, Mississippi State won the national championship. Right now, their ERA in league play is fifteen. They yeah. they they've lost seventeen straight games in this league dating back to last year. On the other end, you got South Carolina, maybe their surprise team in the league, maybe their surprise team in the country. Uh, to some with what they're doing. They've got the most wins in the nation at 23-2. and two. And it, and it kind of describes the league in a nutshell um, almost, Mike. So you got that coming up this weekend, and we know how good the rest of it is. Describe yeah. what you've seen in the first couple of weeks of the season. Well, I mean, when I look at the standings and I see Mississippi State and Ole Miss, the last two national champions at the bottom, it's like, whoa, huh, what? That's, yeah. a, that's a bucket of cold water in your face. Um Kudos to the Gamecocks on this start. Clearly this roster, I mean, I told you at the beginning of last year, I said, I don't care who's coaching that roster and with the injuries, like they're not going to win a bunch of games in the league. They're just not. Yeah. Uh, this year, they've certainly got a chance to do that. This is clearly a better team with a with a uh, fortified roster, a freshman phenom, uh, a rotation that doesn't take a back seat to many in the league. Now, look, they're about to start off with, with all due respect to Missouri, I know they got off to a good start. They're going to start off with three of the second half teams in this league, I believe, when it's all said and done, when everybody's played 30. I think, if I'm not mistaken, LSU is after that. Gamecocks yes. host number one LSU. 
I want to see what I want to really start gauging once they get into that part of the schedule. Who's after LSU? They are pretty damn good. Are they at, at Are they at Vanderbilt after that? I think it's Vanderbilt. it's Vanderbilt. Okay, Vanderbilt. so all right, so those six games are going to tell me a heck of a lot more than the first six, with all due respect. And that's not a knock of Carolina at all. You play the part of the schedule; it all evens out. I mean, you're going to play a brutally difficult schedule when it's all said and done. Now their non-con was not great, and I don't blame them. You need a you needed to get an injection of confidence for the psyche of this team, this program. So you didn't schedule, you didn't go over your head. Um, but but that record, you know, that didn't mean a lot to me. Going 6-0 and in the SEC means quite a bit. How you do against LSU and Vanderbilt will really tell me just where this team stacks up. And I usually don't start making observa- like heavy observations on teams until they played nine conference games. Then I'm like, okay, now I got a feel. In this case, I need twelve. I need I need need three more, Your Honor, before I give a, a true uh, assessment on where they are. A true, a true verdict. Yeah, game has LSU at Vandy for three, and then Florida, the Gators, who are third in the country, yeah. okay. and, uh, come yeah. in for the next three. So the See, next like, nine after pretty this serious. weekend. Are yeah. Be pretty so serious. I mean, you could like. Here's the thing, guys. So you, you could be a top ten team, but that nine game gauntlet, you could go two and seven, right? I mean, and, and still be a good team. And still yeah. be a good college baseball team that's going to make it to the tournament that may host that may do all these great things, but that is the kind of stretch where even say the last two national champions have gone two and seven, because if you look at it, I mean yeah. Mississippi State and Ole Miss, they weren't great regular season teams, but they turned it on at the right time. But they got humbled at times during the year. That nine game gauntlet could be very humbling. You just don't know. So the the league itself, I mean, it's, it's loaded. Uh, this, describe LSU with what you've seen from them so far. Well, I mean, they how good they, is number one? Is they're question. very good. They're very good. Their their issue the last few years has been for whatever reason their pitching has not been LSU like. They've always got hitters. It seems like LSU can always mash, and and that that remains the same this year. I'll tell you what's what's trending now, what I learned talking to a lot of coaches the last couple of years. Believe it or not, LSU, Arkansas, NIL is a real thing in college baseball. And so they are going to continue to get players. And it's not just based on tradition and facilities, the things that we normally associate recruiting with. They got NIL money. And if you don't have it, you're not going to win in many recruiting battles with them. So we'll never know like how much NIL money this school has versus that school versus, versus that school. But I can tell you what, no one's taking – Arkansas is not taking a backseat to anybody, and LSU is not taking a backseat to anybody. Is this fair for me to ask? Is this the weakest so far? As you mentioned, Mike, got to get a little bit further down the road here. Is this mm-hmm. the weakest we've seen the SEC West in a while, just based on results? It's funny. It's it's hard for me to even think in terms of divisions anymore because we're getting rid of it in baseball too, right? Yeah. Um, but that's a that's a fair point. It, it might be because the West has been so brutally strong year in year out. Again, it's early. I I very early. It's just six out of thirty. So ask me that question in two weeks, and I'll have yeah. a much better answer. Um, but early returns say it's not quite as strong as what we've seen. That's for sure. 
Do either of you want to talk, or do y'all want me? To oh yeah, sure. Yeah, <laughs> you guys just talking baseball. I was like, I was listening. It's like it's like I was. It's like I was home doing some work and writing some, listening to listening to the show this, back this, in the day. You know? This I'm jersey like, oh. thing's really got you beat up, man. Yeah, I'm I'm we'll take it to you, Schubert. Yeah, I knew there was an orange. So ashamed. I knew it. I'm so ashamed of myself. Uh, God. Anyway, uh, Mike, uh, we, we've talked a couple times this week uh, on our podcast about the Final Four and uh, Florida Atlantic, and, and you got some connections from down there. You had your jersey on the other day. Yeah, man. It did spelled, not have Morgan right. misspelled, well, by the way. No, because um, it wasn't mine. It was given to me by a former teammate of mine that played at FAU. Mike yeah, uh, you know, your, your kind of thoughts on how March Madness has evolved uh, this year and, uh, and, and sort of the uh, – you know, the, 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 the Cinderella stories and how that fits into the big picture of the game and, and all that. Well, look, I know this is a Gamecock podcast, so I, I always think mm-hmm. in terms of what your audience wants to hear as how it might relate to Carolina. I think there's a lot of things that happen in this tournament that are encouraging if you're a Gamecock fan. Um, it's no longer just the Blue Bloods are at a different level and you can't possibly ever think of being there. So don't try, you know, for years and years, it was um, South Carolina is so close to North Carolina, which poses a problem because North Carolina has the Tar Heels and Duke and how are you ever going to beat those schools on a guy, blah, 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 a million excuses as to why South Carolina. Uh, and I've heard every coach under the sun use them. Why South Carolina can't be better in men's basketball. Um you look at the obvious, what I've been talking about on, on shows and places for years, which is Alabama and Auburn were pretty lackluster in basketball for a long, long time. And now all of a sudden you've got, I know Alabama spit the bit early, but they were number one in the country for a while. They do have the most talented roster in college basketball, even though they're, though they're not in the final four. Auburn made a final four. Auburn made a final four. Let that sink in. Next time you hear any excuse, Auburn, Alabama made a final four. Um, It can be done. And where I was going with all that is that the reason why we had so many upsets and, and it's a, it's an aberration and it's not, is it, we're going to have this many non blue bloods in the final four again, maybe not for a while. It's the last time it happened was 2011. So we got like a 12 year cyclical thing, but we are going to have more and more programs that are not historical heavyweights, but older wins in basketball. And JC and I talked about this in the podcast. Here's the biggest difference between football and basketball, and here's why football is not changing and basketball is. In football, the NFL decided years ago, we don't want teenagers in our league, so you have to be three years out of high school, and if you want to fight us in court, be my guest. And a couple players did, including Maurice Claret, Mike Williams of Southern Cal, and guess what? They lost when everybody told you they'd win, they lost, and the NFL won, and so did college football because college football is not – they don't have the rampant turnover. You feel like you know these players because they're there at least three years. I mean, the fact that Jadavion Clowney played three years of college ball when we know he could have been a first-round pick after his sophomore year at bare minimum. Brock Bowers of Georgia could have been a first-round pick. Will Anderson of Alabama could have been a first-round pick after their freshman, sophomore years, but they have to stay three years. So what does that mean? That means when you set up the empire that Nick Saban did at Bama, that uh, that Georgia has with Kirby Smart, they're not going anywhere. 
They're going to continually out-recruit everybody, and their players will be there a minimum of three years. So in college football, there's very little movement. There's very little room for upward mobility. Like Shane Beamer can do what he's done, he's in it, which has been magnificent. But can he get to where they're going to the even an expanded playoff? That's going to be another story. In football, uh, with the exception of an, an occasional TCU, history says no. History says that we only have room for a certain select few to actually compete for all the marbles. Well, in basketball, because of the one-and-dones, if it was all about just NBA talent, John Calipari would be sitting on half a dozen national titles, right? Duke would be sitting on – they already are with Coach K, five, but they would have been – they would have had ten. North Carolina – I mean, Kansas Kansas has won two under Bill Self. They could have won seven. Like, basketball allows a Baylor, a Virginia, a whoever winds up winning it this year to bring home a natty, to make it to the Final Four because older – is better, and the Blue Bloods are typically not that old. So that's what I make of where we're trending in college basketball. It is going to be more inclusive. You're not going to get all the McDonald's All-Americans. You know how many McDonald's All-Americans are playing in the Final Four this year? Zero. Oh, probably zero, yeah. Not a single McDonald's All-American in this year's Final Four. You know how many freshmen are balling right now in the Final Four? Zero. None of those four teams have a freshman playing meaningful minutes. Older is better very often in basketball. And in college football, everybody's pretty old because you got to stay three years. So it's really hard to, to just, okay, I'm going to out-experience Alabama and Georgia. You can't do it, but in basketball you can. Well, speaking of old, a quick nugget from Shane Beamer. Jordan Strawn has officially received his seventh year of eligibility, so he is officially wow. returning. Jordan Mellon, uh, do the triple Lindy. To, to South Carolina. <laughs> Mike, I, I know we're at the end of the hour here, but, um, you know, if I can squeeze this in. And to your point, by the way. I'm in no 20- hurry. You got you. This is your show, so I don't well, know. I'm not either. Generally, it's JC uh, after the show off the air behind the scenes he kind of pulls his headphones off and goes all right i gotta go and he just zones out and we're like <laughs> me and phil are sitting here going okay well, what'd you think about you know let's talk it out and jc's <laughs> got a lot more going you know? on in his life these days he's juggling um, he's like michael keaton and mr mom he's the, the man is tackling things that we yeah. don't tackle as much and now, he, now he's going back yes. to grammar school um yeah i so since 2010 there's only been one year where there hasn't been at least a five seed in the final four. Um, a lot of people don't realize that if you actually mm. go back, a five seed in, or lower every year except for one. Mm. But you mentioned something uh, about fo- about football and the three-year rule. Do you, just out of curiosity, do you ever think that would change? No, because it went to court and it got shot down. So, I mean, I, my my limited legal knowledge here, there's a thing called precedent, right? So if somebody else decided to fight it, Aren't they just going to resort back to the ruling back of the Maurice Claret year, whenever that was, 2005? Yeah. I guess. I mean, something like that. Yeah, so, settled law. Yeah. I mean, yeah. So I, I don't think I don't think it's going to be fought again. Now, the you know, the only thing that's always a threat is that players could do because minor league foot, no one in their right mind is going to uh, watch a bunch of 19 year old um football players with no affiliation play in like a minor league it's easier to do that in basketball than it is football but what you could have is just guys that sit it out they could just 
you know, work on the Penske file to use a, a Seinfeld analogy for a year or two, just train, 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 and then hope that the, the tape that they have that freshman year is good enough. But even then I don't, I think NFL that. teams would be like, nah, I don't think so, bro. You're not a player. We like guys that, that had their heart in the game. Yeah. So we're going to have guys continue to bow out of postseason games. That's, we can't get rid of that. Even the playoff, you, you watch. I think people think assume that, well, now if they're in the playoff, then they're, certainly they wouldn't. No, they're going to still, still going to be guys that their agents say, what are you playing for? Sit out. You're yeah. your first-round draft pick. That, that we can't get rid of, unfortunately. But, uh, but I do think. I do think that no, Jamie, it's a great question. I don't, based on precedent, I don't think anyone's going to try to fight that battle again and lose again. Did, didn't that just happen? Didn't the wide receiver at Ohio State sit out in the playoff this year? Oh, yeah. No, it's happened a bunch. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're, well, let's see, Ohio State has Harrison got hurt. Yeah. And Gata? Uh, yeah, and the, the other guy. Jabara. Yeah. Jabara. Yeah. Is it Jabara? I thought it was something. Yeah, God. it's a hyphenated it, name. It's hyphenated, he, he had yeah. kind of an injury situation. He, he, he was a little too, banged up. A yeah, little banged up. So yeah. he could use that. I mean, it's almost. Well, I don't want to. Let's just take him at his word. He was banged up. But but yeah. we but we've had players sit out of bowl games. We haven't had many players sit out of playoff games yet. But I do think that's kind of where we're headed. And you don't even have the ability to like. The way that this wild, wild west is set up now, you don't even have the ability to like set up a scenario where, well, you don't get your NIL money unless you participate in games right. that you're healthy enough to play in. These guys will sit out and they're like, my check's already cashed. So, right. straight cash, homie, I'm good. Yeah, I, I almost wonder, like, I mean, why would you not sit out like the Furman game instead of sitting out the playoff? But I, I just, whatever. Um, uh, Mike, who can. In your mind, realistically, all four teams in the Final Four win it? I think it's going to be very difficult for FAU. Uh, I do think the other three are capable, yes. Now, UConn, to me, is clearly the favorite. Yeah. Mm. But it wouldn't shock me if Miami upset them. And it wouldn't shock me if San Diego State upset Miami because they're a big, bruising, physical team that's old, that knows how to win, that's well-coached. So I think three of the four. I think FAU is just a great story to get there. Honestly, isn't that the best? And then we, we talked about this yesterday, Phil, JC. If if it was separated by fifty three miles in the national championship game, Florida Atlantic and Miami, yeah. boy, that'd be something. Well, and you have to understand again, having spent a great deal of my childhood in that part of the country, there's a lot of great basketball players that come out of there. Not named Mike Morgan, who played, but was you know, <laughs> a ham and egger. Um, Hey, like I'm, I'm happy. I, I, I played. I played my varsity ball. I played. I played. I played AAU. Well, you still play, don't you? Yeah, yeah. Not nearly as well as I did back then, but just like football, as I always used to like to say, when we were playing Glade Central and Pahokee, uh, our record wasn't great, but we got our ass kicked by the very best players in the country. Uh, so I can, I can always, you know, that'll be on my tombstone. I, I got humbled by some really, really good athletes. Um, but no, I mean. There's great basketball players out there, but it's so lost. Like college basketball does not resonate in that part of the country. Miami's got a nice brand new arena. They don't pack it. Um, FAU's gym, which I used to play in, seats 2,700 people. Their coach oh. played in a high school gym in Indiana that seats 2,700 people. That's right, 2,700. And they were happy to get it <laughs> because they knew that 
most people weren't going to they weren't going to fill 2700 most nights and they don't um so it's a it's kind of an apathetic part of the country when it comes to to college basketball and here you have two of those programs in the final four and you've got all these you've got all these blue bloods that aren't seeing the light of day in that uh in that space so i i just look at that and i think it's it's almost comical in a way but FAU again, old, well coached. Miami, how did Miami get to where they are? No, not to take anything away. You had one player that threatened to leave if he didn't get a certain NIL number. That's Wong, and then you have another player, Nigel Pack, who was a very highly sought after transfer at a K State, and they they offered a lot of money. And JC and I use this term a lot on the podcast when it comes to football. You can have a really uh, passionate fan base, and that's great. Uh, and they ever, you know, you donate your few hundred bucks a month for your tickets and your parking pass and you're part of the, you're a silver spur, you're a this, whatever. But what every program really wants as much as anything now is the one and only term, a sugar daddy. They want a sugar <laughs> daddy. And Miami's got one. Look up, Google that Ruiz guy. Yeah. yeah. They got one. Michigan State. How do you, how does Mel Tucker? a guy who's accomplished very little in comparison to the coaches that he's commensurate with in salary. How does he get nine and a half million or whatever the outrageous number was? They got a sugar daddy in East Lansing. And if you've got a sugar daddy, market value matters. Nothing. Remember when NIL started, the whole thing was, well, market value, market value. And I was like, no, no, this is going to be pay for play. This is not going to be market. Like these people that are giving all these players like a half a minute, they're not going to get return on their investment. Smart business people don't spend that kind of money on a college kid to pimp their product on Instagram. This is about I'm a passionate fan, and I got blank you money, so I'm going to pay, and I don't care about return on investment. And some programs have that kind of sugar daddy to do that, and Miami is one of them, and that's part of the reason why they have the roster that made it to the Final Four. Well, I I'll say, just, that, you know, with basketball, more of a proof of concept for that NIL, you know, strategy is is more successful in basketball than it is for football because you know in football you're spending all this money, I guess, to attract top tier high school recruits, but you got to spend money to get good transfers in basketball now, and then you build your older team that way. And I think I think the part of the key to that for me is, you know, having somebody like Jim Laraniego who's got some experience too and is a good coach. He's a great uh, coach. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. But yeah, you can assemble that older team and then get around that learning curve a little faster, you know, with a sugar daddy. Yeah. I I think I think <laughs> there's, there's no there's no question. And hey, I, I'm not knocking sugar daddy. Like I, I know women that's their that that's their sole purpose in life is to find themselves a sugar daddy and never work again. And God bless. Are you me. a sugar daddy, Mike? Heck no. My <laughs> wife works. My wife works. She wouldn't have it any other way, and I wouldn't have it any other way. I'm just I'm just some guy who calls games and talks for a living. There, there's no sugar daddy here. Um, but but I know one thing. Whatever program that I'm passionate about, I want them to have a sugar daddy because it makes a difference. It it just it just does. It, it, you can have a bunch of people offering up, you know, relatively speaking, breadcrumbs breadcrumbs versus one guy that rolls in there with the old ninety six ouncer, a uh, big piece of beef, and just sticks it on the table, and everybody puts on their Paul Bunyan hats and takes a bite. Like that's 
That's what you want if you can find one. And a lot of these universities have them that we don't know, we don't know their names. I just happen to know who the yeah. one is at Miami because he wants you to know. I happen to know who the one at Michigan State is because he wants you to know. People with that kind of money that give it out and don't get return on investment, they're not doing it usually in the in the wilderness. They want you to know, that's right, this is my school, and I'm giving millions of dollars to get players, and I'm proud to do it. And look at me. This is who I am. JC, next time I see Joe Rice, I'm going to call him Sugar Daddy Joe. Hey, 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 Every hey, podcast Joe. could use a sugar daddy too, right? Hey, hey, oh, yeah. hey Joe. <laughs> and uh, by the way, I'm not implying that Joe just throws millions of dollars around. Uh, I don't know all of his finances, but I'm just saying we, we know he's got his name on a couple buildings. That's for sure. Good for him. So, um, well, I, I did have one. I can't remember. Oh, I know what I was going to say. My little plug for Miami. If I was going to go watch basketball at Miami, it would be to watch the women's team not the men's team for reasons we probably oh, all are the, aware of now the, the, the twins <laughs> the i don't even know their names but Cavender. i've seen them who are they the cavender cavender, the cavender. Yeah, yeah yeah they went from fresno to miami yeah you know what i so i remember when that started at In fresno it. i didn't know they transferred to miami obviously yeah. i was there's your nil yeah well yeah they're doing all right so is the gymnast from lsu yeah yeah they're all in similar categories yeah, all and they all, and their jerseys have their names spe- correctly spelled, unlike some other people that we know. <laughs> all right, Mike, we'll Sad let you run dude. on that note. I know we're going to get you back um, pretty soon. Hopefully, your pick for who wins the national championship. I know we asked you if they could all win it. Who does win it? Because I, you, this was your final four, right? You had these four. Teams oh yeah, there. yeah, yeah. Um, the only thing I had was that was worthwhile, and I won a couple of pools on. Was I had Miami in the Elite Eight. And that was the difference between me winning and, and not winning a couple of uh, office pools, let's just say. Because, no, I had Alabama. Um, I had Duke. You know, wrong, 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 wrong. I had UConn in the Elite Eight, but not the Final Four. So the closest I've come to any of these was Miami and UConn in the Elite Eight. That being said, to answer your question, UConn's the most talented team. And if I'm just playing safe here and playing the odds, I'm taking UConn. I'm taking Danny Hurley. That that roster is the best the way they play is the best um so they'll be the hardest to beat but again miami i don't know what the line is is in vegas it would not shock me at all if miami won five i think five and a half UConn, that's about right yeah and so so what i'm hearing is uh san diego state's gonna win the national championship again that that yeah. crazier things have happened um yeah. that san diego state's good yeah. yeah. By the way, if you're in the Pac-12, call them up now and and get them in your league. <laughs> yeah. Because you ain't doing any better. You're right. No. You're right. You know you're they exactly just got right. a brand new football stadium. A lot of people don't know that. Um, there's Baseball's some tradition with football. Marshall Falk and Dan McGuire and I mean, Tony Gwynn. Don't forget about Tony Gwynn. Tony Gwynn was a great point guard. Not just baseball player. He was a oh, great point guard. Really? Go back and look. There are pictures of Tony. Tony Gwynn for years was their all-time assist leader. Really? San Diego State, yeah. I interviewed Tony Gwynn on a show here in Atlanta years ago. Unfortunately, it was like a year before he passed. And we talked. He wanted to talk more about his basketball career than he did his baseball career. He loved basketball. But obviously, he was a Hall of Famer in baseball, not Hold so much in basketball. In basketball, he was a chunky point guard Eight. who could dish out dimes. What's that? 
he sure eight point eight point two assists per game in nineteen seventy nine nineteen eighty. Five hundred and ninety assists many players, in his career. Yeah. There you go. Count how many players in college basketball this year averaged over eight assists a game. You got that cat uh, at Kansas State who's special, Norvell, uh, but not many others. Golly, I didn't oh, realize he was a he was baller, a man. Man, yeah. I didn't either. That's he, great. He was a Kirk Gibson was a great football player, Michigan State. Another one for you. Unbelievable. Man, we need so we'll have you back on tomorrow. Uh, for, uh, <laughs> look, there he is. Uh, great sports oh. history with. Uh, oh, I love it. I Man, love look it. at that bro. <laughs> JC, why can't we do this on our podcast? You're just popping up pictures on the fly of Tony Gwynn and a basketball. Yeah, player. yeah, we got. Uh, we don't. We don't have right. a Phil. No, you we said them for Haney, not Phil. That's what you. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, hey, Haney's been a wall. That's across the bow. It could easily be the hot Phil five instead of the hot <laughs> Haney five. How about the hot Jamie five? There we go. Oh, We're already oh, finding man. replacements. You know, Michael's a music guy now. I can't. That's right. Oh, I yeah. can't support his uh, his his music habit and being a. Uh, a top-notch producer on JC and Morgan, so we'll, we'll have to make some moves. We're, we're considering applications every day. Yeah, he's last time I, I think he's in Colombia right now doing something. Uh, getting he is because he asked me if I was doing the spring football game. He, you know, he's going to be. Yeah. Uh, him and his boy Patrick are going to be out there for that. I'm doing North Carolina and LSU, so I'll have the number one quarterback in the country, in Drake May. Um. Or is it? Yeah, Drake May, right? Yeah, Drake May. I, I just, yeah. I just for a minute, I had a flashback. You want to know that one? Yeah. Well, I had a flashback of his brother playing basketball. Yeah. You know that yeah. his brother played in the final. Yeah, he four. was. He was good. Uh, Luke May. Luke May, and then um, LSU, LSU in the twenty second. That's gonna you, be that's gonna be a lot of fun. Yeah, that is. Yeah, absolutely. Well, you just disappointed a bunch of people because I know everybody probably wanted you to call. I would have loved to have done South Carolina. He, I they've got. Uh, Somebody I've never heard of doing it, but they oh, even it. better. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Good news, folks. And they'll be on site. I'm, I'm pretty yeah. sure they'll be on site. Whoever Somebody we've never heard of calling it from their basement. Uh, no, um, no, they'll, they'll be there. We're all there for the uh, football games. Do you have any baseball calls coming up? Uh, May, but April is spring football. So I might have a third uh, spring football game. And then. I'm actually going to get a little vacation in. So the wife and I are nobody wants to hear this, but we're headed <laughs> we're headed to 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 Florida and you will appreciate this cuz I'm not a big country music guy. I have a feeling all three of you are. Hmm. For my wife's birthday, I got tickets to see George Strait. Oh. And The King. And the King and who's he touring with? The guy who sang the national anthem. Chris Stapleton. Stapleton. We're seeing them in You'll probably like it, Mike. Where, where probably, is it like you? We're seeing them like in Denver. Going to see a Rockies game on Friday night. Going to see the concert on Saturday. Is Gonna that at Mile High? Yes. Okay. Never. I've never been there. I've done NFL games in like twenty different stadiums. I've never been to Mile High. We're going to go to Cheyenne. Maybe we'll ride some horses. I've never been to Wyoming. Yes. Okay, so that's one trip, and then another trip. Uh, we're going to Nashville to see Billy Joel. Oh, nice. uh, mm-hmm. 
Man, Sugar Daddy Mike coming yeah, in. Ooh, maybe I am a Sugar Daddy. Maybe I, so. I, am a sugar daddy. I don't show my love in money. I show it in concert tickets. That's concert right. Tickets and... Hey, that'll get you a long way in my house. That's for damn sure. Right? Man. <laughs> yeah, we, uh, sugar Daddy yeah. Mike. Well, for all those weekends where it's Sorry, honey, can't do it. I'm doing a football game. Sorry, honey, can't do it. I'm doing a basketball game. I actually come through every now and then. So here, there we go. Maybe I am sure today. Well, my brother-in-law lives in Cheyenne, so uh, you sure? Let me know. Yeah, my brother-in-law and my and his wife and my little niece they live well, in Cheyenne. So let so me know I when picked you it. Of course, George Strait has a famous song about Cheyenne. Yes. but I picked it because it's a short drive from Denver. I think Very we can get there in like an hour and a half. Yes. And I'm like, yep. let's just do something in Wyoming to say we've been in Wyoming. I'd love to yep. go to Yellowstone, but that's like five hours away. Well, if so, you're going to – how long are you staying in Cheyenne? I'll call you. We'll it's a day trip. Here. You come up with an itinerary and we're there. We might ride horses. I don't know, but it's a, it's a day trip, and we got time to do something during the day. I can give you a cool place to go hike and stuff like that. So I'll call yeah. you and, and help you out. Um, but That'd if you be great. anything while you're up there, Larry, Larry can certainly help you. Larry, we're coming Larry. to see you, Larry. Oh, Larry White. He's, oh, fire uh, up he's, the grill, Larry. The legend of Larry lives in Cheyenne, Wyoming. All right, man. Well, um, JC's got uh, if he's got it. JC's got to give somebody ten thousand uh, dollars this week after the bracket uh, <laughs> things finished up from his uh, Carolina Rise fund. So if he's got any money left over, checks in the mail for your eighteen minutes of overtime. Yeah. Well, after he sues that uh, apparel company for misspelling his name, he'll never have to work again. I mean, that's to himself. Money bags. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they should have known, even if it was a typo. Look, they had my address spelled right, by the name on the on the shipping label spelled right. They had my email address, JC, spelled correctly. They had uh, they they had the order. I mean, everything was spelled correctly except like. What the stitch on the back? Did you put JC of JC Sherbert and Morgan Fame? Like that might have helped. Because <laughs> then they go to the bio and they see the proper spelling. And I don't know. I'm just I here. should pull it. Do you know who I am? Do you, Do know, you know who I am? <laughs> have you seen the bigspur.com? Did you did you right. watch me in that uh, off off Broadway production of of, of uh, Hamilton? <laughs> 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 I am a C-list celebrity, dang it. You yeah, are a C-list celebrity. I mean, like he has C-list credits. It. I've seen JC in a movie for crying out loud. JC, <laughs> you, need, you need to call him and yell at him in your Coach O voice. I want to tell you this right now. You misspell Sherbert. He was the 10-time hard-body champion of the Endless Summer Destin Hard Body Contest. Uh, How do you not know that? He's. I'm telling you, in another life, I want to be that mate? guy. Haven't you met oh, you, you've met uh, oh right? You've met Coach O, haven't you? I had O uh the year he was fired, and we're there to do a game. It's me and Charles Arbuckle, and he knew he's getting fired. Oh. And he's got a big smile on his face, and he couldn't have first of all, it's the only time I've ever laughed hysterically at a coach's meeting. He was on fire. And the whole time I'm thinking, like, doesn't this guy know he's gonna get fired? Because I've been in that situation a lot where you're you're about to do a game, and you know the coach is going to get fired, and you wonder, does he know that he's going to get fired? And you know, it's is it going to be like depressing to even talk to him? Is it going to be awkward? Like, oh, it's just like slapping his knee, and he's telling jokes, and he's laughing, and, and finally, it gets quiet for a second. He goes, "Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, they're, they're going to fire me, but uh, 
I got thirty million dollars coming to me no matter what, so I'm just fine. Don't you boys worry about me. Freaking Mike. Freaking Mike. You know, we, uh, that's the way we all want to go out. You fire yeah. me, great. You pay me that big that big bag of money, and I'll be just okay. Yeah, it's the most summer. honest thing ever said behind a podium. Oh, it's beautiful. He said the table like, man, oh man, this guy is—he just nailed it. He <laughs> said he met with Woodward, and he's like, "We're we're gonna move in a different direction, coach." And he's like, "Okay." He said, "But you're gonna get your whole thirty million dollars." He's like, "Well, what time do you want me to leave?" And yeah, exactly. Time do you want me to go out? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to Destin, Florida. That's right. Took a celebrate Coach O's in the summer. That's right. Uh, and he averaged jambalaya. Yeah. <laughs> and Chase yeah, Tail. How he close is that? He does it better than I. No, he's he's spot on. He's I can do it for only like a few. Then I I lose my voice. Like, I, I, oh yeah, you should never do it, Mike. As a professional no. podcaster, don't no. do it because I'll, I'll sit there. I'm about to cough up a lung after this. Yeah. So you know, it's probably. I, but yeah, I, it hurts. It hurts. I'll hurt. I'll hurt myself after after a couple minutes of doing that. So I try and stay away. But John oh, JC's yeah. got it down pat. I'm interested right. to see when he goes to work for Coach Saban. It'll be as an analyst. Yeah, exactly. What's this guy here for? Oh, he's an analyst. In the summer. Gold Tigers. All right, Mike. Gentlemen, it's been a pleasure. It's been epic. I'll I'll send you. I'll I'll be in touch uh, on your Wyoming trip. Yes. Denver, Wyoming trip. Top uh, 10 things to do in Cheyenne. I'll give you some good. Or anywhere around Cheyenne. Yeah, I'll, I'll give you some good stuff. Cool. We we got there decent enough. So, yeah. Larry will he'll give you the goods. Larry, cheap, cheap bourbon out there, by the way. A handle a trace, thirty dollars. Can you believe that? Wow. Well, I've got it. Mean, if I turn my camera, I could show you. I've, since I married a Kentucky woman, I've got yeah. fifteen <laughs> bottles of bourbon right now. As I look, <laughs> you just you just pick a bourbon, any bourbon, except for Pappy. It's too expensive. But everything else, I got. <laughs> yeah, got to hire that guy that just stole the beer out of tiger stadium and lsu to get the pappy for you there was uh, if you watch heist on amazon no i uh, saw that yeah so my wife knows one of those clowns that 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 uh you know the steroid induced softball players that were stealing bourbon out of the buffalo trace room stealing pappy and then selling it on the black market yeah like everybody knows those people like everybody in frankfurt knows everybody (laughs) so you weren't going to get away with that for long uh, you're the one that put me onto that show. I, yeah, oh, it's I great. It. It's it great. Really, really good. Good stuff. So was this really good, right. man? Enjoyed Thank it, guys. If I stay any longer, we have to call me a co-host. So. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Mike. I'll let you guys Bye-bye get back us. to it, man. Yeah, right. See you, folks. Appreciate See it. You. There you go. The amazing Mike Morgan. Well, that Painted went over. Go- yeah. well, we got bonus time today. Look at that. Oh. Somebody's on the internet. Just gotta let it hang out. Yeah, yeah. That's the good thing. Oh, Schubert thing. We kind of knew this was probably coming. Not being a, you know, a real radio show, (laughs) virtual radio. That's that's the. Well, it's a great thing about being our radio because we don't we don't have to worry about like you know slap nuts number five show coming up behind us. (laughs) Slap nuts hour. That's right. I know some places. Don't get me wrong. I know a couple of uh, I know a couple of shows that you could certainly call that. 
Both originate out of the upstate, don't they? Yeah. Yeah. Couple. We'll couple there. few. Well, uh, paint a garnet black by a couple of painters. Let me paint something.com. It's time to paint. It's the spring, spring cleaning. They're the best painters of our, I've got them on to two of my clients right now. They'll be needing to do some work for here soon. So make sure you call Tristan and the gang, new parents. Let me paint something.com. A couple of painters in South Carolina and Georgia, all over the state, no matter where you are. All right. Tomorrow's Wednesday. We're actually tomorrow going to be joined by Stephanie Moore. That is the wife of Derek Moore. Uh, JC is uh, kind of set this up. Uh, she is going to fill us in, but she's working on a, um, a film project. And uh, we'll see. We've got something else going on tomorrow. I can't remember what it is, but nonetheless, we'll be here from 11 to 1 or 2, however long we feel like staying. <laughs> That's right. 11 to whenever. It will show. 11 Just until. Sure you like and subscribe if you want more. <laughs> like, subscribe, and share. Thanks to Mike Morgan and Brad Crawford. And always thanks to uh, JC and the dynamic Phil Molinax. For JC Schubert, Phil Molinax, and all of you, I'm JB. We'll see you tomorrow at 11. <laughs>